Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Your story's not scary because the characters are making choices the audience wouldn't make. Plus, you need a smarter lead. Here, like this. It's a dark, cold night in the woods. We establish a traditional log cabin, then cut to... Here we are. A log cabin I rented so we could be intimate in safety. Because it's not the 50s, so we don't have to park a car and neck at Inspiration Point. That makes sense. I'm turned on by how logical you are. I'm comforted by your shiny hair and facial symmetry. We should listen to the news on this radio. I brought it as a cautionary measure, because this cabin is within walking distance of the local insane asylum. Is that why you were able to rent this at such a reasonable rate? Yes. I hope you're as fertile as I am tonight. More. Oh. Hey, bed. Why are you doing the whole song? If you wouldn't turn the radio on at the exact moment of the most pertinent news broadcast, it's too coincidental. But I'll jump forward in time. Welcome to Duly Debated, the show where you're entitled to opinion, even if it's wrong. Today, my name is Nathaniel. You're half hillbilly. Levinson. With me. <laughs> I don't want to know what sound you're going to do for me. Uh, with me. Uh, with me are Sarah. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. You introduced yourself. With me are Sarah. Candyman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Hank. <laughs> and Ashley. We have had a doozy of a day. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this being October, a week away from Halloween, we figured we'd watch some more horror movies. Woo. Um, so we watched five movies. It was supposed to be six, but I forgot to watch the Vavitch. Whoopsie! That's and my that's bad. Witch. The witch. Ah, uh, yeah, but he spelled it with two V's, so it's the uh, witch. I am the witch. So I, I will go back. <laughs> I will go watch that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down to go watch that. Um, it's a great movie. Yeah, I just, Apparently I forgot. I'm the candy man, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This, this sound effect just says chicken, so I actually have no idea what this is. Oh, you're chicken. Oh, okay. <laughs> also from Candyman. Um, I, I tried to get the sweets for the sweet, but apparently that wasn't in the original. Uh-huh. Uh, I also didn't have quite as much time as I wanted to to, to pull these sound effects, but um, I got a couple good ones. Your wife makes a fine pot of tea, Daddy oh, Eagle. Oh. <laughs> so so we watched five movies, mm-hmm. and we're just going to talk about them, and we figured we'd go chronologically. We didn't really have much of a rhyme or reason for which ones we picked. 
Uh, um, we picked good horror movies. I was well, just except one. one. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, say, uh, who who suggested Leprechaun? Because I did. The, uh, I definitely did. Okay, that I didn't was not get a say in no, any of these it's, movies. Uh, it's, uh... But do you have regret? Oh, Leprechaun was interesting. <laughs> Uh, so, well, I think we're, no, we're starting with Candyman because that was 92. Yeah, we're just going to go, we're just going to go, and I, I, I have little notes. Um, so here's my, here's my first note about Candyman. Intro music is a banger. Uh, yeah. That Philip Glass score, though. Isn't was, that score immaculate? That was really good. I, I was, I was digging it. It's so, like, haunting and beautiful and, like, it's, it's so beautiful and yet so creepy. Yeah. Um, so good. Of all the movies, I think Candyman had the most consistent tone. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't think it had the... I, I think us... Okay, so why, why don't we... I, I pause and say we watched Candyman, Leprechaun, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, uh, Halloween 2018, and Us. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Us and Candyman. Leprechaun was a terrible movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> or, or watch it once. Watch it uh, once to say you did. They, there, was, there, were a couple, there were a couple interesting moments in watch it. Watch all of them. <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's like it's Leprechaun one, two, three, four in space, then in the hood, in the hood and then back, back to, the, to hood. the hood, <laughs> and then they and then rebooted there's two it. Others. Yeah, there's like a gritty reboot and then a not gritty reboot. And it said like back. I think it's on like the most recent one where it's like Leprechaun Returns. Yeah. Literally, the caption at the top says "Back to Sham Rock." Your. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> wow. Uh... They really did it. Bing pot. The um. But yeah, Candyman. So Candyman, 1992, Tony Todd, and other people. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Madsen, mm. um, whom you might know from David Lynch's Dune. Um, she was in uh, some Star Trek, too. And she was in, also in something else I watched recently, but I'm blanking on what it is. Yeah, but um, that it... the intro was... Yeah, so Candyman, even though I think Us was like a better movie, mm-hmm. um, there were some things in Us that I was like, this kind of is... is Messing with the tone that they're going for a little bit, which I'll, when, when we talk about us, I'll, I'll talk about that. But Candyman, I thought, had a really consistent tone all the way through. Um, I actually really, really enjoyed it. I hear the sequels are not as good. What did you think about um, Candyman? I really liked it. I Also, sound is a big thing for me when I watch horror movies. Something that's really weird just about me in general is the fact that like, if I'm watching a horror movie... I can see whatever is going on, but I don't want to hear it. Like, hearing it is what will freak me out. You should not watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a theater. I honestly don't really like watching horror movies in theaters in general, because I like uh, the safety of being able to, like, hide... Behind the couch? Like, (laughs) my blanket, or, like, making the excuse of, like, oh, I have to pee. Like, just to remind myself that I do not live in whatever storyline is occurring. Got it. Why? (laughs) <laughs> but is it also bad that I was like waiting for a really creepy version of like the Candyman song to come on? Oh, like the Candyman. Yeah, oh, the Candyman. Candy Man. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for that like the entire time. Yeah, it is interesting that that it never goes there. I mean, obviously, it's not connected at all. Because... Frankly, I'm very glad it yeah, didn't go yeah, there because it would make me the tone. angry. <laughs> yeah, would ruin the tone. But so Candyman, brief rundown. It's kind of like a Bloody Mary legend based on a book by yeah. Clive Barker right. where there's this uh, there was um, uh, a black man who was in love with someone and ended up getting lynched for it and the way they lynched him was they uh, chopped his hand off and then because covered him Because he was in, an artist. Because he was an artist and they covered him in honey 
and stick the bees on him. Oh, that's why I meant to get the not the bees. That would have been the only appropriate uh, use of not the bees. Yeah, but now they don't actually show this. I think I think in later films they in, actually in the, show in the second movie they actually do a flashback. Yeah, and you get to see. Yeah, so so in this one they just set it up as as just an urban legend that these two uh, women are investigating to write a, a paper mm-hmm. on folk legends. Uh, and when when Vanessa, I can't remember any of the characters' names. Um, Vanessa Madsen. Yeah, what was her character? Bernadette. Excuse me. Or no, Bernadette, uh, was, Bernadette was her friend. Yeah, Helen. Okay. Helen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Helen oh, walks into the yeah, or, no, or, it, it, I, I'm so bad with character names. Virginia Madsen is Helen. Her Helen. friend is Bernadette, who's played by uh, Cassie Lemons, and she actually did that new uh, series with Octavia Spencer. She was also the director of Harriet. Okay. Um, and she was also in Silence of the Lambs, which we talked about on our last horror podcast. Also an excellent movie. Uh, yep. Um, but <laughs> so I have a note here that I have to like retract. Okay. Because she she walks into that lecture hall like right as it's like lunchtime, and I was like, she just walked into the lecture right as she ended. I was like all indignant, but it turns out she wasn't actually taking the class. She's the girlfriend or wife of the, uh, the of the think, professor. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to retract that statement, but. Uh- she ends up investigating this thing where you say Candyman's name five times in the mirror. Things happen. And it is not... Now, okay, we're going to spoil every single one of these movies, although Leprechaun, nothing to spoil. Uh, but it's, it's not until uh, 45 minutes or 50 minutes in until you actually see Tony Todd as the Candyman. Because up until that point, it's just a an urban legend. Uh, they find out from from one of the um, uh, maintenance, uh, the, the facilities staff, that... Knew, knew someone who heard about the Candyman and got killed, like said there was someone in the walls, and they go and investigate it. So in this, in the projects, she ends up getting beat up in a in like a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by... because they've now turned this like legend of the Candyman right. into like this group goes in and they have like a hook. Yeah, that they'll use, and then they just like yeah. They just, her in the eye, yeah. They just with, like, like the hook. Yeah, they just like beat her up. But but she's been she had these like weird hallucination things with like she opened mm-hmm. the toilet and there was a bunch of bees. And uh, mm-hmm. if you're if you have issues with a lot of insects, I don't recommend you watch this movie. Right. Um, but uh, forty five minutes in, and it still could just be an urban legend. Right. And then she had said Candyman in the mirror five yeah, times. Yeah, she right. said yeah, that's that's what she she and Bernadette were both um, were both doing it, and then they say it four times. And then they and then they stop and and that's when this one. Well, chicken. And then she says it the fifth time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happens. But uh, they also didn't turn out the lights. Everyone else had turned out the lights afterwards. True. And then it happened. True. But it, but it's like after after this whole thing was, gets resolved with like the police arrest the guy and then she's walking in the parking lot and then Tony Todd just shows up and is like, "Be my victim." And oh my gosh, his voice. Oh right. Holy crap. Oh, it's so like, terrifying. Like he has such a fantastic voice and also like but his his poor. presence join um, me <laughs> and now what i really love about this is whenever he shows up she like goes into a trance right she, yeah she blacks out yeah they actually hypnotized her that's what i was gonna bring shut up yeah no, i didn't yeah. know that so yeah. so they Y'all were actually hypnotized, and it was like like two-thirds of the way through filming until she was like this is like they would film and she wouldn't remember them filming she'd be like okay we can't do this anymore <laughs> That's yeah, terrible. That's why, like, yeah, when it looks like she's zonked, because she's actually zonked. Yeah, they found out ways. They like went to a hypnotist and then found out ways that they could hypnotize her on set 
to make it seem more realistic. Yeah. And well, so that's actually what it they did. It was successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things this and us I think have the best tones because the actors went like above and beyond oh, in absolutely. in portraying the characters they were supposed to portray. Mm-hmm. Also, did you know with the bees, like they used real bees? Oh yeah, they yeah, used real bees. They, I did and read that. Didn't Tony Tony Todd, Todd got stung a lot in right, the mouth. He asked that they get I think $1000 for every bee sting. Yeah. That happened, and he was stung over like twenty three times. Yeah, yeah. Get your money's so, worth, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. The, there's so much I really love about this film. Um, uh, so uh, I got really lucky. The first time I saw this movie was last year at the Airsley Grand uh, down in South Charlotte. Um, so I got to see it in the theater the first time I saw it, and this is a really cool one to see in the theater because the just the score is so. Just immaculate. It's one of my favorite movie scores ever. But also just um, getting to like hear that terrifying and beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see why you would want to uh, hide <laughs> under a blanket for that one, Hank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and just even the things he says. Because you can have like a freaky voice and mm-hmm. it not really be much of anything. But I don't know why, but him saying like, be my victim freaked mm-hmm. me out. Yeah. I think it's also, I had mentioned this to Ashley before, that like, scary movies where the evil or the bad guy is very confident mm-hmm. in getting their victim. Like Freddy Krueger? <laughs> those, like, well, just like. Welcome to prime time, bitch! <laughs> well, just like. Like movies where they're not running to chase them, but mm-hmm. walking. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Michael Myers. Those well, Michael Myers teleports, so he's cheating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, those freak me out because there's just this level of like they don't appear frantic either. Like, and I'll get to that even in us when we talk about that one more. But like, mm-hmm. just this confidence of like I don't need to run and chase you. Like I know I'll get you. And so just the fact that he's there and he's just like be my victim. Mm-hmm. And like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm good. Yeah, and then, but and and from that, so it's like forty. It's a what? It's an hour and forty minutes. But forty five minutes in, Candyman first shows up, and then things just go whoop, downhill so fast because oh, he starts yeah. gaslighting her. And she what? Yeah. She blacks out, and then she wakes up in a puddle of blood. And I thought she killed. I thought she had killed the baby at first. Oh yeah, same. But it turns out she had just killed the dog. Right, but the baby is gone. Yeah, but the baby's gone, and so she gets arrested by the police, and you know all this is happening. And his his her husband is clearly having an affair, which is why he doesn't pick up the phone. Right, right. Punk, the Jerk. worst. But I, I there, yeah. This the the buildup of her slowly like sinking into badness of like what is happening, and it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty uncomfortable mm-hmm. that you, if you think about you know the the gender dynamic of this guy. I mean, okay, he's a super he's supernaturally. Framing her for murder that's like a little outside of the purview of most people. Right. <laughs> but it's this yeah. it's this kind of thing where nobody believes her because all the evidence is, is stacked against her. Again, nobody else can see her. So she ends up in the psych ward, and then my I think my favorite scene was when the guy's doing the psych eval mm-hmm. and he's sitting at his desk and she's like, I'll prove it to you. I'll bring him here right now. And she looks oh, in the mirror yeah. and says Candyman five times, and then like nothing happens for like three minutes. And then the dude just gets shivved in the back. Right. With the hook. And Tony Todd shows up, Candyman shows up, unleashes her strange, and then yeets himself backwards out the window. It's such a yeah. cool... Even though you can see, you can clearly see the strings, it's such a cool shot 
I loved that. I, I totally missed the strings because I was, yeah, so I was gonna shocked. Say, I was not paying enough attention <laughs> yeah, yeah. to see the strings. Um, right. But it, it is such a, and he, like, he, they actually did that stunt. Like, Tony Todd did that stunt. It's of such course. a, it's such he's, a cool. He's such a badass. It's, it's out of nowhere. He just, they're just like staying there and there's all this tension. They just like, see ya. Boom. You're like, what? <laughs> uh, well, and I, uh, I, I didn't know how to feel about him, like, letting her out of the restraints mm-hmm. because part of me wanted people to come in see that like her therapist was dead right. see that she was still restrained and that it couldn't have been her right and see that like the mm-hmm. window was smashed right granted that's just not how the movie's supposed to go right right, right. but i mean his whole his whole thing is he's kind of forcing her into a corner where the only thing he she the only option she has left is to be be his, his victim. victim right yeah um, well and and that that dynamic is so interesting because she's such like a doppelganger for love Mm-hmm. Um, so you, which got... they don't really explore too too much, right? But she see, I mean, when they see it in the murals, right? Like the the resemblance is pretty striking. Yeah, the, that was just there, there's so much I really really enjoy about the film, and I you know I've only seen the the second film in the trilogy aside from the, you know this first one, but it, it's um it actually adds like an interesting dynamic, like you get more backstory uh, to the character, and I mean honestly, even with only just watching this first film. I think the Candyman is probably the most sympathetic horror villain. Mm. Um, it's it's me. It feels like if Holes was a horror movie. <laughs> I have never seen or read Holes. Really? Holes? Yeah. yeah, it's got that similar flashbacky story, but it's not heartwarming mm. and uplifting. It's just mm-hmm. what if he became? A, what if Gus became a horror villain? I mean, Delay Hill, but I call him Gus because yeah. I know it's like yeah. Yeah, you should read. We should both read and watch it. It's okay. a good I mean, book and holes. it's a good movie. Right. Uh, Ashley just said she had never seen. Well, it. I know. Well, I know. Right. Okay. It's a good book. Okay. It's, it's funny reading the book because right, uh, he he's actually like a fat kid, mm-hmm. and then he ends up really skinny because he has to dig holes all day, mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. straight up catch Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Get it? Like Shia LaBeouf was never fat. Come on now. No. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Okay, we all watch that. <laughs> quiet, so good. quiet, quiet, quiet. And my favorite part is the extended version. Is wait, he isn't dead. It's shy of surprise. <laughs> sidetrack. Sidetrack. Uh, well, sidetrack. How can you do this? We Can't we yeah. We, I would I would never sidetrack us. Oops, that was for me. <laughs> A rabbit trail and truly debated. What? Wait, wait. Oh oh, here we go. I think I found my. Can- was this one? I came. There it is. Oh, no. I knew I, I knew I pulled some Tony Todd. There we go. I can't. Oh, you chicken. <laughs> I'm just over here freaking out inside my headphones. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But yeah. yeah, so the ending of the movie I, I thought was I I it's a little kind of all over the place, but I really loved it, right? She ends up Crawling. Quote unquote killing yeah. Candyman, saving the baby, mm-hmm. but she gets burned up and dies in the process, and then she becomes a Candyman. I thought was really cool. Right, right. I yeah. um, I fully admit to cackling in the theater yeah, in yeah, that scene. Yeah, <laughs> just because I'm like, I'm sorry, you are a dick. <laughs> yeah, when he got you that deserve- no good cheating son of a gun, <laughs> you deserve that. Yeah. So at the end, then he's looking. He's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's like. Loki kind of crying about her dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he says, torn up a little he bit. He says her name. Like, he's like, Helen. Yeah, but he says it five times. Yeah, I know. In the mirror, and I, I was it. sitting there, and I was like, No, you don't. 
nah, you don't know what you're <laughs> yeah. about to do. Yeah, yeah. And well, then she shows up, and I was like, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, uh, you're dead now. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you guys mentioned the possible white savior implications of yeah. her saving the baby, but honestly, I think the the ending where. Uh, it's her funeral and there's like nobody there mm-hmm. and then the whole community from the uh, yeah. project shows up mm-hmm. to me that wasn't like a white savior thing that was like a the people at the projects got that it was the candy man yeah. the reason no one's at her funeral is because everyone thought she was just a deranged murderer that just happened to die in a bonfire mm-hmm. and the people from the right. projects recognized oh no it was the candy man they're the only ones that actually believe yeah. her yeah, and actually exactly. realize what's happening exactly so that's that's like posthumous vindication for her story that there were people that believed her so yeah. I didn't I don't I didn't feel a whole white white savior complex thing because she wasn't really the hero of the story. Right. Um, I mean she she was almost I mean she was a tragic figure as well. Exactly. I mean I, I, I with with the whole Candyman story it's nothing but a, a, a series of tragic figures. Right, right. Unfortunately. I just, I just feel bad for Bernadette. I'm just like yeah. over here like I just want I yeah. just be the best friend that's like, girl, I'm here for you, what's going on? And then you just get murdered. Yeah. No it's, yeah. Girl. Yeah. Um, and if you, you know, any listeners of Dearly Debated, if you feel differently, you know, full disclosure, none of us are people of color, so it would be uh, helpful to hear your thoughts on this as well. You know, are are there things we're missing just because we white? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought it was really good. I mean, it, it had it, the the racial commentary was more, much more visual than anything else, right? But they did. I mean, they did mention like after she gets beat up and they arrest the guy. They're just walking, having yeah. casual conversation. She says, uh, Helen says... There are two you know, bru- two brutal yeah. murders have occurred, and yeah. the police and did the police nothing. did nothing, and then a white woman gets beat up, and now they've locked it all down. Right, yeah. Um, so I, I think they did have social commentary in there, and I thought it was mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was surprised, and like, like I, I was happy that that part was in there. Right. Yeah. I had forgotten um, about but that. But at the same time, I don't know that that was the main point of the movie. It might have been. Right. Um, I, I think it was kind of an undercurrent that, mm-hmm. that they... Because of how these, how everything was framed, they ended up doing that, which I I, I enjoyed it. But here we go. Let me let me defang uh, let me defang Candyman for you, so you can sleep easier at night. Hey, Brinko! I came for you. You're going nowhere. Don't worry, Macho Man Randy Savage is going to protect you. <laughs> All right, so Candyman, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and man, the score is so good, and the organs, the soaring organ, just worked so well with all the imagery. I thought it was paced perfectly. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these movies, I thought had some pacing issues, mm-hmm. but this one I thought it didn't. It, it's like this really slow build where you're like, is Candyman real or not? And then it's like, oh my god, he's real. Okay, so let me just read uh, some of my notes. So, 45 minutes, oh shit, it's on. Uh, why grab the knife, right? So she 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 ends up, she finds, like, she's in the pool of blood, right, the dog, and she, and she grabs the butcher knife with blood on it, like, uh, okay, yeah, I know you're not thinking, but that's stupid. Okay, but that was first, a poor choice. at first I was like, ah, why are you grabbing that? But then another part was like, she hears screaming, she's covered in blood, is she going to need to protect herself? That, yeah, I, yeah I thought that as well, but as soon as she saw the other person, she should have dropped the knife, and right. she didn't. Uh, and then, oh damn, they killed the dog. Mm-hmm. Candyman gaslighting, though. Oh, the news reporter. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when they, when like right after they, she gets arrested, there's a news reporter talking about the incident, and this person misread their script so bad. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Do you think just grab like a random schmuck off the street and say, "Hey, read this"? It I was so no. it was so it out was of place. Terrible. <laughs> it was so. Weird. It was so. Yeah, it was so random that like she comes on and is like, "And this event has like happened." And so you're just like, and she stutters and repeats lines, and then oh, I'm like, "What is happening?" So that was TV weird. reporter is played by someone named Mika or Micah M I K A. And... Micah, that was not your best effort. Yeah. Then I have re- referring to her his husband, he Hoder. And then Tony Todd, hot damn, of the window, god damn, great ending. Mm-hmm. That was, that was mm-hmm. my, my stream of consciousness watching that movie. Yep. The, I, I, that window scene is just so good. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. the so so many things I really enjoy about that film. Yeah. I got to introduce Ryan to Candyman maybe a month and a half ago, and he was like, that movie was amazing. Tony Todd is terrifying. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And I, I tweeted that, and I tagged Tony Todd, and he replied, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He, he's, like, super I active on you. Listen, your dad pulled back the curtain for a hot second, and I don't think you understood. I freaked out. Oh, I saw you. I saw you covering your face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tony Todd is super active on Twitter, so if you... uh, He he seems like a really cool guy, too. If you you tweet, hey, dude, I just watched Candyman for the first time, he will say cool beans or yeah. something I mean, like that. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, yeah. <laughs> when, whenever I edit this episode, even though I've got three other episodes that I haven't edited yet, oh my god, I'm so late. So, Candyman, excellent, definitely watch it. Which brings us to the worst one. Well, just real quick before we shift oh, away before from before we shift Candyman, away, yeah, final thoughts on um, Candyman. Uh, so there is going to be a Candyman uh, film. It's supposed to be, it was oh, supposed yeah. to be released this year and they is, got pushed back. Isn't Jordan Peele doing it? Uh, Jordan Peele, I believe, is producing it, but it's directed by Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta is also going to be directing Captain Marvel 2, and I am so excited about that. But, but um, you know, we'll talk about this more when we come to Halloween 2018, but this Candyman kind of ignores uh, Candyman 2 and Candyman 3 and is more of a spiritual sequel to the original film. And so the lead character in that is Anthony, the little baby that Virginia Madsen pulled out of. Out oh, of. yeah. Okay. And Tony Todd's going to be okay. in it. Okay. Yes, Tony Todd is reprising his role as the Candyman. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and then, uh, oh, the the lead, uh, the guy who's playing the lead in that. Hang on, he was in something else I watched recently, and he's really good. So I apologize. Um, because I'm probably going to butcher this name. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Um, Yaya. He, oh, he was uh, Manta in Aquaman. And uh, he was wow. uh, Cal Abar in Watchmen. And he, I don't know if y'all have watched the new Watchmen series, but he was freaking amazing in that. So I'm really excited to watch him be um, Anthony in this new film. Sweet. I, I have a sound clip here that says bounce back. And I don't know what this is. Hold on, I'm going to click it. And, uh, He'll bounce back in no time. Oh, it's like we're gone. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I'm really, really hyped to um, watch a Candyman film directed by a black woman. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan P. Oh, so so Jordan Peele wrote the screenplay uh, along with Nia DaCosta, Wynn Rosenfeld, and yeah. And so I, I I was curious if this was going to if if this was based on another Clive Barker book, but it looks like it's actually just based on the film. Sorry, bang my microphone. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, this is going to be really good, and it's expected August twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. So nice. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to get into horror movies. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome. Now I got to go watch these things. You're these welcome. <laughs> I actually, really. Yeah I, yeah. I really, really enjoyed Candyman. I really, really enjoyed us. Like, I'm um, telling you, a good story is a good story. Yeah. Halloween twenty eighteen. I thought was good. I don't know if I'd go back and rewatch it. I would rewatch both Candyman and us. Okay. Um. Cool. Okay. Candyman done. 
So, Leprechaun's gold. It's a magic rainbow. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, we were talking before we started recording, and uh, I, I, I recently just watched all of Friends for the first time over the summer. So, I've went back. back in no time. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and watched um, some of, like, the uh, the actor's earlier catalog, specifically Courtney Cox, because I'm Monica Geller, if we're being real honest. <laughs> um, but uh, this is the first thing I, this, I've ever seen Jennifer Aniston in besides Friends. And, yeah, because I don't think I've ever seen anything else she's been in, but... Uh, this was a year before Friends. I was like, man, girls gotta eat because this movie was trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so she was like one of the only reasons I like kept watching. It. Well, and I really like Warwick Davis because I thought Warwick Davis uh, was the only good part of the movie. Yeah, I say like, Warwick Davis is awesome. Also, uh, the the guy who played Nathan played um, Picard's son in uh, season seven of hmm. Next Gen. I was like, this guy is familiar. Why do I know his face? That's that's why it was the next. What kind of what? Anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So, the leprechaun. See that? The buckles on these shoes? Why, I'm a leprechaun. (laughs) So, leprechaun, 93, Warwick Davis being the literal leprechaun. Mm -hmm. He's got a pot of gold with apparently 100 coins in it. Uh, It opens with uh, some drunk Irish, some drunk Irish guy, the old Grady, uh, pulls up in a limo and is like, look, wifey, I got... I got gold for days because I caught a leprechaun. Leprechaun shows up and is like, mm, no, sir. Kills the, uh, well, okay, he doesn't actually kill the wife. The wife just, like, freaks out and trips down the stairs. It, so he technically did yeah. not kill her. I mean, it was his fault, but he didn't, it wasn't, it was manslaughter and not first degree. You really um, think he wouldn't have killed her, though? Oh, no, he would have. I say, the intent was Although there. he doesn't see, I, I will say, right, he didn't kill, um, o- his name. Oh, o- Grady. No, he didn't kill Ozzy. Ozzy. Uh, because he was like, I don't know where your gold is. He was like, whatever. It is zero. But O'Grady, O'Grady, like, puts him in a box. He, he shoots him with a shotgun or hits him with a hammer or something and knocks him out. Puts him in a box, puts a four-leaf clover on the box because apparently that's all it takes to stop a leprechaun is one single four-leaf clover. Yup. That's uh, why I always have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. And then he has a stroke. And so it's like ten years later and Jennifer Aniston and her dad, who's, again, don't remember any of the character names, they show up this cabin jennifer aniston i just have no rude af jennifer aniston <laughs> she's just like playing the brattiest brat i was is like it, man she's rachel in this too yeah. is it bad that at the very beginning i either wasn't paying attention enough or like i was very unsure whether or not it was her dad or like an older boy yeah, yeah 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 no it's her dad i i i figured that out then as i kept watching but that's why then when that other hunk like, o'clock yes is there and is like painting and I was like, would you really just it's be like, flirting hey, with him yeah, outright in yeah. front of well, your hello, boyfriend? Hello, I'm Mr. Toxic Masculinity. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, so, okay. So this is where my mind went because again, this movie was like, the pacing in this movie was terrible. If you compare it to Candyman, when Candyman's pacing was like slow and methodical and mm. stuff happened right when you were starting to calm down. Leprechaun was like, nothing is happening and then something happened and then nothing happened and then something happened and then nothing. It was not well paced but right when they get to the cabin they walk in and there's just massive spider oh my gosh i know and i was like that's a tarantula and so then i looked up i just wrote down are tarantulas indigenous to north dakota because they mentioned they're in north dakota right and so i looked it up the answer is no that spider had no <laughs> business being there i looked up what spiders are and they're all like this big they're all like none of them get bigger I, than i just long. appreciate your commitment to science <laughs> I, it bothered me i was like wait a minute tarantulas don't tarantula tarantulas like warm areas like Chicago, north carolina um can we not they're also edible. In Cambodia, yeah, they're delicious. Oh, I know. I've watched a video of it's a like guy crab. eating one. No, thank you. I'd eat one. 
but like I'm terrified of spiders. Oh, I know. So we, let's be real. We've told this story. <laughs> as soon as the spider like came on the screen, <laughs> I was low key done at that point. <laughs> I literally was watching it on my laptop and I tilted it up and I was like, I am not watching until the spider is off of the screen. <laughs> I don't care about all the people that are murdering others. <laughs> What I don't like is the eight-legged bug in front of me. freaks! <laughs> Spiders! It can't be. What impossible! They want me to tap dance. I want to tap no, dance. No, <laughs> Sorry. That was the scariest part of the movie for me. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, so good that, thing this was supposed to be a horror comedy, because... It, yeah, yeah, it's not... It's zero... I, I also have that zero percent horrific... Also, I have yikes characterization and pacing so slow. Foot fetish? That was weird. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, it didn't even make sense. Like, I don't oh, even think yeah. that's, like, within leprechaun lore that, like, leprechauns that are they hype about, like, like, making tailors. shoes. And... I, yeah, I think whoever wrote it got it confused with the tale about the tailor that gets helped by like, the fairies. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, cobbler <laughs> the cobbler and his elves. Yeah, the cobbler and his elves. Yeah. yeah. Someone got them confused. Got some yeah, I was, cross. I was like, I think so, they I'm Irish, them. and I was like, I don't remember, I don't remember anything <laughs> about this. I don't remember St. Patrick saying anything about this I'm just uh, not not gonna mention that I play a character in D&D with an offensive Irish accent oh ah. <laughs> well so when the scene where uh, the leprechaun opens he's looking for a snacky snack snack or looking for his gold or whatever but he pulls out the box of lucky clovers <laughs> I was like yeah, they went there. What was absurd? What did the little boy say at the end? I forget. Oh, it- he said, "Fuck <gasps> your lucky, lucky charms." charms. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm using that phrase as for like, I, most frankly, things now. I am shocked that it's not on the soundboard. I couldn't. I I, I didn't have time. I, I would have. Your lucky charms. I, I wanted to finish watching. I wanted to finish watching us. No, so. it's fine. It's fine. I, I yeah, I did not have time. To but I don't know what rating this podcast is because I just said. He well, has... you need to fuck <gasps> and stop swearing. He has I cuss word it. sounds. I for do us. for us. You're just mm-hmm. getting normal bleeps. Mm-hmm. You have to be on. You have to be on more than once. It's like uh, like F3. You got to be here more than once. You get your own <laughs> swear sounds. <laughs> well, I'd come back if I was invited. There you go. Liar. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Whoa. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> I just love J.K. Simmons laughing. I need more J.K. Simmons on the soundboard. What was I talking about? Uh, we were talking uh, about the F.U. Lucky Charms. Yeah, so the, the best part of the movie was when he killed the guy with the poker stick. So it was just like so silly. Oh my gosh. Was and, an, oh my gosh. Uh, and, and, then, and then he said some sort of stupid like jumping pun afterwards. He'll bounce back in no time. Yes! I was <laughs> 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 oh, like, oh my yeah. gosh, they really went there. But I there. was yeah. like, but why? The he, guy he got the coin! Yeah, he, right. he just like looks around and then grabs... He got focus, and just like slowly, the guy flying on the ground, and just like doink, doink, doink. Right, doink, I thought he was like, just gonna leave oh him like injured God. on the ground, and then he gets a freaking pogo stick, and I was like, what, what, why? <laughs> and also, the dude's face is all bloody, right? But Leprechaun only jumped on his chest, and so his face <laughs> yeah. is bleeding for no reason. You're like, well, did his hands go on his face? No, I, no. I, mean, I assumed it was backsplash. <laughs> Maybe it was. Uh, it, it's it's so it's that that is like the worst best moment of the movie. Cause it's like this is so stupid. But what other movie are you going to see a guy killed by a pogo stick? <laughs> like death by pogo? Come on now. Mm. Well, no, 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 oh, I hit the wrong button. He'll bounce back in no time. <laughs> So bad. And, and honestly, that movie just dragged. Yeah, on. I'm like, 
I I was watching it while trying to get ready this afternoon, and I was like, seriously, this is 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 like, are are we done yet? <laughs> also, Greg would have wept because the audio mixing is for shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I, I watched it on my phone, no headphones, so I. Yeah. yeah so so the Leps uh, Warwick Davis's voice mm-hmm. is not at the same level as everyone else's and then there's like nine times with a little kid is his name Andy or, uh, or something, yeah, like that. something like that the little kid who looks like a Chucky doll like a live action Chucky doll I I, I noticed um, that that it was like mm, they dressed him an awful lot <laughs> like, <laughs> like my buddy Alex is the name of the kid it's a magic rainbow so him and Ozzy were okay although Ozzy being mentally deficient was a little weird. Ozzy apparently like, comes back in the uh, 2018 one, Leprechaun Returns. Meh. Yeah. Back to Shamrock. Pretty sure someone gets killed with a mailbox in that one. I don't know. I've seen I've watched all the kill counts. So Leprechaun is one where it, where it gets better. Not mm-hmm. that it ever gets great, but it gets better because they just like, okay, we're just going to make as silly a movie as possible. Right. So like, he goes to space and then he goes to the hood and yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And he has his own rap. Oh, yeah. It's, it gets, it gets, which I think we should go watch it. It gets real bad. Okay. Um, I mean, legitimately, I would be interested in maybe watching them. Maybe as like a group. I woke up and watched Leprechaun alcohol. this morning. <laughs> and that was an interesting thing to watch. Was that the first one I watched drink. today, too? I watched, yeah, so yesterday I watched, yeah, yesterday I watched Halloween and Tucker and Dale, and today I watched Leprechaun first in the morning, then Candyman, then us. Mm, man. So, yeah. That wasn't a, wasn't, a, wasn't a great thing to do first thing in the morning. It was like, <laughs> just, I just wasted an hour and a half. Weird. I just like woke up, grabbed my laptop, and was like, all right, time to watch Leprechaun. And I was like, it's too early for this. <laughs> well, well, just think about it this way. Your day only got better. When <laughs> <laughs> I went and worked true, out, true, and true, it was true. better. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, so that movie was not good. Yeah. And boy, the acting the acting was atrocious. I think Warwick Davis was trying Although his accent kind of slips yeah. several times. Yeah. The audio mixing is all over the place. Yeah, so when the kid, Alex, is like scrambling around in the barn, muttering to himself, that is not what he is saying. It's completely, it's like clearly separately recorded audio that they dubbed over and it's bad. Wow. Ugh. And then, <laughs> then, okay, they shoot him into the well, right? Mm-hmm. They find a four-leaf clover, they shoot him into the well. And although, okay, yep, the, when he was driving his little truck right. and got pulled over, that was pretty funny. Did you, okay, when he flips their car yeah. by like yes. hitting it with but his that, tiny truck, I was like, it, that was not what would happen. No. Uh, he's magic. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna say magic. Okay, he, he had obtained like one gold coin at that point, and therefore his magic had but barely. Yes, but it's still stupid. You're no, right. No, didn't he have all 99 at that point? Mm. He had 99. He had all the ones except the one Ozzy ate. Did Ozzy actually eat one? Yeah. Yeah, he did that okay. at the beginning. But it's like when they find it, he bites uh. one and then he swallows it. Whoops. Yeah, so they, they knock him into the well. He starts melting, which, ooh, man, those special effects, though. Mm-hmm. They knock him in and he comes back out. Toxic masculinity comes, rifle butts him, pours some gas in, lights a match, flicks it in there, and then there's a nuclear explosion, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I beg your pardon, what were you keeping in that well, meth? Like, <laughs> is that geez, not what you keep in your well? You keep your well? Yeah. I mean, I mean we what, our, we what else you going to do in North Dakota? <laughs> we get our water from the city, we don't want to be, our wells just wasted space. <laughs> Let's build a meth lab, kids. <laughs> make a wish. I wish for meth. I got it. Hooray! Hooray! Wow. I don't. I honestly, I don't know how much more I could talk about this movie. It's yeah. terrible. You know. You know. It's it's one of those where it's probably better watched as a group with alcohol. With alcohol. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Is I would definitely be down to watch the other ones because they sound utterly ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of me honestly 
kind of wants to skip like two and three and just go straight to like outer in, space in and space. the flood. <laughs> I, I, so yeah, my understanding is the one is probably the weakest one. Mm-hmm. Although the, the reboot is like the Leprechaun Origins one is like a gritty reboot one. Why would I watch that? The whole point of Leprechaun is that it's, it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd and doofy. Okay, um, the line of Shamrock Your World low-key makes me want to watch yeah. the newest one. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was like a return to form. They yeah. went back to... Uh, right. All right, let's move on from that terrible movie Woo! to another good movie, uh, which I guess chronologically would be Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, 2010. That's the act. We had two different <laughs> I got it right here. You are a good-looking man, more or less. You got a damn good heart. <laughs> I mean, that's two things right there. Alan Tudyk is just uh, a gem. He, he, uh, he is a he's a wonderful man. He's yeah, so funny. Yeah. And so again, spoilers. Um, kind of because they establish it really early in the movie. But I love how, I love the way the the movie opens with like the typical college frat people who are like, oh, these people are all gonna get murdered. Uh, going and they pass the hillbilly truck and they look all angry and they pull into the gas station and then it switches to the perspective of Tucker and Dale who are the actual protagonists. I, I it's, it's 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 really fun. And then of course the you know they they end up skinny dipping or whatever while Tucker and Dale are fishing. One of them falls in, hits her head, and so they rescue her and they're they're like yelling at them. Ah, we got your friend. <laughs> There's so many things it's like, dude. Do you hear yes. yourself when you talk? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 obviously the whole movie is completely predicated on the college kids think that they're serial killers and they're not really doing anything to help their case, and no one ever tries to sit down to like the very end of the movie when it's way too late and everyone's dead. But it it <laughs> it's absurd, but it's absurd in a great way, especially when after they like all like the guy throws himself on the wood chipper and the guy spears himself on the it's pretty gruesome. But it <laughs> so is when, when yeah. The, when Tuck is like freaking out, like, I know what this is. This is a suicide cult. <laughs> Damn college kids come up here, kill themselves all over my property. It's, yeah, uh, like they're just going to just like have a fishing trip and just enjoy yeah. themselves. Well, and also it was that they were trying to play off of movies like The Hills Have Eyes mm-hmm. and Wrong yeah. Turn. Yeah. Which also, fun Ooh. fact was... See, I thought of two completely different movies while watching this. See, but that's... Texas I think, Chainsaw? I Yes. Uh, I think that one also is one of them. Texas Chainsaw, yeah, definitely like with the... They walk into the cabin. The, the, do you think this cabin was owned by scientists? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like all these buzz like, oh no, Leatherface owned this cabin. I, 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 do, um, I do always love, and it's, it's, a, it's a really used joke. But for some reason, I, I always enjoy it where someone's staring at something and you from the camera view, you're seeing all these horrible things and the person like zones in on something. They did on Santa Clarita Diet where they walk into the Nazi's house mm-hmm. and, and Joel's looking at the shelf and he's like, oh my God, it's showing all this Nazi memorabilia and all this stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, the guy's a Nazi. He's like, this shelf is amazing. Is this, is this teak? Like he's, it just completely misses the Nazi stuff. I love, I love that. So they're like going over all this horrible grizzly murder stuff and like chili dogs, no expiration date on the coupon. <laughs> well, the, the uh, exterior of the cabin is straight out of evil dead. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. hundred percent. Well, it was, I think they, <laughs> he wanted to combine the cabin from evil dead and wrong turn. Maybe. Yeah. So I, I have not seen wrong turn in the hills have eyes. So, so fun fact, those were like the first horror movie. I've seen. Ooh. Why? Those I don't know. Really I see, intense horror I movies. Say, yeah. uh, Wes Craven don't play. <laughs> so, like animals, huh? I so this is what happened is when I was younger, I was like, I don't know how I feel about horror movies. And then so every let's time, just dive right in. <laughs> every time I was homesick, 
Uh-huh. There would tend to be a horror movie marathon on, but of course it would be like all of the wrong turns. And I'm like, well, it's daylight, so like now's the time to if I'm gonna start. And so I saw like all of the wrong turn movies, <laughs> and then The Hills Have Eyes was going to come on, I think at a different time. And I was like, oh, that's clearly about ghosts. I don't know why. I'd never heard anything about it. And then I watched it and I was like, no, it's more cannibals. All I've seen is cannibals. It's time to stop. <laughs> yeah. So also, check Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I, I've watched the movie a couple times and I just noticed this today. The, the original, right? The original. Yes, that's correct. So when he chainsaws the beehive by accident and he mm-hmm. runs out. And he's like spinning around. He's doing right. the chainsaw yes, dance he's, from he's Texas doing Chainsaw the, uh, Massacre. The, oh, yeah. the, the little, face, oh, like the from the face end. dance yeah. from the end, which I didn't know. I was, I was just like, oh, he's freaking out. But then I, I, oh, I saw no, a I video on. That well, I, I've never seen Texas Chainsaw, ah. but I finally saw the kill counts for it. And so, you know, that's they they use that dance over yeah. and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like running. Uh, well, they had said that that was one. I think they had two scenes created that like they wanted to do before they had any of the mm-hmm. cast or yeah. any of that stuff and that mm-hmm. was one of the scenes that they were like yeah we that, that was do. very well done it was a nice homage i was i yeah, yeah it was it was it was really fun um well i mean the whole thing is picking on the idea of like stereotypes of like the backwoods oh yeah kind of people and yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i <laughs> goddamn stupid college kids this vacation sucks. Uh, I was reading my notes. I was writing down. Yeah. Um, Understatement so, of the year. <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed, but Chad. So I, th- these kids all kill themselves, start killing themselves, and one of them is like going crazier and crazier mm-hmm. and crazier and getting like bloodthirsty. It was Chad. I don't know if you noticed, but over the course of his film, his collar gets more and more popped. Like it starts off normal, and then at the end, it's like straight up, like over his ears. Um, I don't know if that was deliberate. I think it was. I, I think it was a deliberate choice. Like you... he's becoming more and more of a douchebag, and his collar just going. <laughs> How else would you uh, fully il- <laughs> illustrate? A, he's not a descending fully the... unless his collar is fully erect. Right, right. That's how that's how you uh, uh, visually demonstrate yeah, the, a descent into madness right. by how <laughs> the only your way it could have is. gotten more was if he had put another shirt on and then popped that collar. <laughs> I need right. to gradually pop my collar through. Yeah, the just pop. like slowly. Oh, oh my oh gosh, man. he's going insane! Oh it's too man. much. Oh man, it's too ah, much. No, nope. one side. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the, but so I, I did notice from like a cinematography standpoint um, when Tucker is being chased through the woods. It's a, like almost an exact mirroring of the story they tell of the the murders from the beginning. Yep. Um, of the girl being chased the way, except it's Tucker. He's like throwing leaves on himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tucker, he's. Uh, I love the other guy. The other guy's great, but Alan Tudyk is the best part of that movie. He's so funny. He's, he's just constantly like he gets stung by bees. He comes in, pops a PBR, and just starts pouring beer on his face. <laughs> he gets his hand, his hand like we cut his fingers off. He goes over, starts pouring beer on. His, <laughs> you know, alcohol. <laughs> he did. Yeah, That's awesome. it wasn't Hilarious. like written in there. He was the one that came up with the fact that like he should pour beer on his face for his <laughs> bee stings. That that seems appropriate. And and like you know what, I really love the bromance with Dale oh, and Tucker. Oh, so good. And oh, like yeah. they. They they do so many things to where like they people on the outside are going to think they're gay. Like I don't know, like the whole scene where they're getting pulled over by the cop and mm-hmm. Dale's oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no, that cop is going to think other things are happening. Right, right. Um, and then just so many other things, like just you know the way they. Do you want me to pull those stingers out of your face? <laughs> don't do that. No. 
Um, there's uh, I'm, I'm gonna find it. I have the movie open. But the part where um, <clears throat> they're like shooting at him in the cabin, and uh, they get into a fight. Just the the, the conversation is just like so bromance. I love it. Mm-hmm. I I do I do like the bromance and. I, I don't know because I I'm a straight girl. I, I I don't know if if um people who are not watching this film would view that as queer baiting. Um, so I'm just I'm again things I don't know. If you know the answer to these questions, I, I don't think it is. Maybe a, okay. Arguably that um the pulled over scene is played for that kind of laugh, right? But they're just depicted as good friends. Yeah. So, here yeah. we go. Here, here's, here's one of my favorite scenes. Nope, it's still not working. You're something there Dale. We go. I don't know. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for you. What? That's right. For being such a goddamn good Samaritan. And oh my God, she's drowning, Tucker. Oh, let's save her. Oh, let's save her. Well, well at least she's still alive. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you dare blame us on her. I'm not blaming this whole thing on her. I'm blaming this whole thing on you. Well, you know what, Tucker? None of this would have happened if we hadn't have gone fishing. <laughs> That isn't even an option. I don't even like fishing. You don't like... <laughs> what do you mean you don't like fishing? <laughs> I, I mean... I like, I like it okay. You know? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tucker. Did I hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's <laughs> just the tension just <laughs> deflates. Did I hurt your feelings? Yeah, you kind of did. But I actually, I did have. I'm blaming this whole thing on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's staying on the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Not surprised at all. But yeah, I mean, it, it 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 does like escalate to the point of just maximum absurdity with how how the the rest of the kids end up dying. Right. So like, oh yeah. I think it peaks at the wood chipper scene when the when the cop comes and they have the half dead body and like. <laughs> Wait, I have it. We have had a doozy of a day. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, like the uh, the whole like the uh, the dumb girl who she's like, oh no, you're on fire, and then she literally throws like, moonshine. No, 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 no. no uh, you know, as a descendant of moonshiners. Well, um, I, I I will say they do establish the college characters with about one note, right? But they're pretty good at sticking with that, and. The black guy is like the last one that I can see super cautious. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he still dies, right? But well, but isn't his dad like the one that he talked about in the story? No, 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 no. that's Chad. That's Chad. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. That's that's towards the end where it, where it turns out that that Chad's mom because like they tell a story about uh, hillbillies like murdered a bunch of people mm-hmm. and his mom was the only one that got away. But it also turns out that he was impregnated. She was impregnated by a uh, hillbilly. Mm-hmm. And so this, it comes to this, and they're out there in the fight. They're like, wait, wait, wait. This is your it can't be true. You're half hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yes, that. because that's a genetic thing that you pass I on. Love it. I You're love half it. hillbilly. I love it. And then, hillbilly is not an ethnicity. <laughs> and then they they work in like the found footage stuff too. They work in a lot of a lot of stuff. Even the the um that the image of falling out of the thing from uh, original Halloween. Right. Um, yes. Yes. I thought about that too. It's like, oh, are they going to turn away? He yeah. going to be gone? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 kind of like I think Cabin in the Woods is a similar thing where it's right. it's an homage to horror in a way that's just like a really fun movie. Right. Mm. Right. No, this was a fun one. This is my first time watching that today. I uh, I really enjoyed it. So. <laughs> but, and, is so good. Well, and you know, it's been on my list for years because even before I liked horror movies, um, one of my um, grad school professors, Dr. Amy Sturgis. She, every year, she loves Halloween. It's her favorite holiday, so she does 31 days of Halloween on her blog. 
and she always posts a um, a movie list, and she doesn't actually really like horror movies, but she likes she likes more like thoughtful and like horror comedy and things like that. So I actually get all really good like horror movie recommendations on uh, from her. But that was one that was on her list because because uh, one she's a big uh, Firefly fan fan, so she was really uh, excited yeah. to see Ellen Tudyk in a movie of uh, like this. But she's like, this is really fun and how it plays with the horror genre um, and deals like with. Different Ropes. The first time I watched this, I remember it was with my best friend from college, and we were looking for a movie to watch. And he was like, this movie's really funny, we should watch it. And that was, like, the only thing I knew about it. See, I had the, um, uh, I, I think only because of the movie posters and him holding a chainsaw, I assumed that it, this was a zombie movie. That was not correct. <laughs> nope. See, I just didn't even know. So all of a sudden, like, gore starts happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just started, like, hiding my face. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> and my friend was like, I thought you would be better with this. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was like, shockingly gory. At some yeah, point. yeah, Even if it was, like, it's played for comedy, yeah. I'm still like, right. oh my gosh, yeah, it's, blood it's... is spewing from the wood chipper. Yeah, it's it, is, it is pretty absurdly over the top. Although mm-hmm. I will say with the wood chipper thing, uh, mm-hmm. they totally did that in a James Bond movie that was rated PG. What? It's the worst one. It's on Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's and the they're like skiing with, um, down the slope and the dude like goes... Diana Rigg. Oh, okay. It's yeah. the only one with George Lazenby because he was so bad. They He's the right. only Bond who only got one film. Right. Um, well, she, I've had that's someone also say, the only, only uh, time I've, Bond ever got married. Yeah. yeah. I've had someone tell me that that was the best movie because of that. I'm like, sorry, I can't take any of your opinions seriously anymore. I've, I've not it's, seen it, but I love Diana. And it, it has nothing to do with the marriage thing although they kind of spoiler for a like 40 50 60 year old movie at this point yeah. um they kill her at the end because bond can't be married right and so i was like okay then what the hell are we doing this whole time but the whole movie was just garbage and they're yeah. like skiing down a slope some guy goes into a snowblower and you see like the spray it's orange it's just like orange Ew. orange and you're like mm, that's not the color of blood well, but to, it's because it's be, mixed with the snow to yeah. be fair that was also before the pg-13 rating true 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 true, yeah. true. Like twenty years. Yeah, before back the when PG-13. back when like airplane PG and like here are some titties. Like, um, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I beg your pardon, airplane. Uh, yep. Excuse me, I see titties every day. Not my problem. I do too. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Hold on while I pull Hank out. Time to stop. <laughs> I don't even remember what it's like. Right. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, sorry. It was... It, uh, so, I, I first watched it in college, and, and Tucker and Dale was one of those movies where I was like... My friends were like, hey, well, let's watch this movie. And then they explained it to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds like a terrible movie. Hmm. But sure, I'll watch it. And we watched it. I was like, that was amazing. Let's watch it again. <laughs> so, there, there are a handful of movies. And maybe... I don't know if it was just my friends are bad at explaining movie plots. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of movies where, where I've had friends be like, hey, we need to watch this movie. And then explain the plot to me. Be like, it's so good. I mean, like, that sounds like a movie I won't enjoy. Why mm-hmm. would I do that? Right. But sure, I'll do it because I'm your friend. And then Vin was like, okay, that was worth watching. Tucker Dale was one of that. Sex Drive was one of that. I've talked about that one. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah. it's, it's a trashy movie. <laughs> I don't want to get too sidetracked. It's a trashy movie, but I thought it was hysterical. Okay. Especially when they're going through Amish country. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. good. Sarah's from Amish country. Yep. I am. Yep. You keep using the horse. I do not think it means what you think it means. All right, so <laughs> any final thoughts on Tucker and Dale vs. Evil other than go see it? It's really good. Uh, you know, I, at being um, the native hillbilly <laughs> <laughs> in the room, um, I was really impressed with uh, Tyler Labine's accent as Dale. Mm-hmm. He sounds like my cousins, and he's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, they have, like, 
Canadian hillbillies. Yeah. The accent's totally different, but they have a similar yeah. lumberjacky, outdoorsy lifestyle. Yeah, I, w- I was trying to figure out if I had seen him in anything else, and I think the only other film of his I've seen is um, he was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. But uh, he's also the... Vo- oh, no, no, no. The other thing I had seen him in, he uh, he was in a couple of episodes of The X-Files in season three. Mm. He played Stoner. <laughs> and I remembered his character. Not on that one. Go on. Uh, yeah, I remembered his character, and then I, re- I remembered... Oh, this is why I know him, because when they did the revival in 2016, they brought him back to be Stoner again. <laughs> you serious? Like, Oh my gosh, it's the same guy. It was really funny. <laughs> so, anyway. That's awesome. So, props props to you, Mr. Levine, on your redneck accent. It was very good. <laughs> very authentic. All right. Halloween 2018. <laughs> Again, didn't have okay. time to finish off my uh, things. Or, okay. So, uh, Halloween 2018. I have so many thoughts about this I, movie. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And I thought it was a really good... Uh, I, I like a lot of the ways... They had mirroring of the original Halloween with Laurie yeah. Strode where Michael Myers was. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, the shot where uh, Minnie Strode, whose name I cannot remember, Allie? Mm, Allie? Allie? Allison? Allison? The, the youngest one. <sighs> um, she's sitting in school, and she looks out the window and sees Laurie standing there. Oh, yes. Just like when Laurie oh, looked out the window did. and saw yeah. Michael standing there. Yep. Um, yep. And I was like, oh, they're doing that. Okay, that's pretty cool. The intro... Where they're like showing old man Michael from the back and doing that whole thing. That to me was like, I don't know that that was, I, I, I don't know that I needed that. I, I mean, I thought it was kind of a, an interesting way to set up the film. Like, mm. you know, telling you how he got out. Um, sure. And fun fact, that was actually Nick Castle, who was the original Michael Myers. Oh. So they got him 40 years later to be Michael Myers old again, Michael. A, at least in, um. in that scene. The, the, the only problem I had, though, the, one of the biggest problems I have with that is it kind of demystifies him a little bit. You still don't he, see his face. No, but he, you see his, like, old man beard. and But he was, like, this, you know, colossal juggernaut where it's like, is he human? And then, of course, some of the Michael Myers was like, no, he's not. He's, like, demon-possessed or something weird. Mm-hmm. It got weird, uh, even though they scratched that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that, that intro to me was a little... I was, wasn't sure what they were doing. And then when they introduced the Strode family, they show, you show Lori being super paranoid, super prepared, all this... I thought was really good. Um, her trying to connect with her granddaughter, her granddaughter being a little more understanding than her her mom. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed, although <clears throat> right in the intro where they're introducing that family, like Lori's mm-hmm. daughter's family. No, I can't remember. Um, Karen. Karen She's and played by Judy Greer. I, yeah, I think it's awesome. Allison is the daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so they're introducing that and they're like making stuff, and the dad just goes, "Oh, I got peanut butter on my dick." My, no, he says I got peanut butter on my penis. I'm like, did you have your dick out while you were making a sandwich in the li- in the kitchen right? with your family? Like, what is wrong with you, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they were just making a joke. But then, if you think about the joke they made, it has some really nasty. I'm like, yeah. So I, I have on my nose. Did he have his dick out while making a sandwich, like, bro? <laughs> okay, this I mentioned this really bothered me. So pointless. <laughs> but that first scene where Allie's walking with her friends, mm-hmm. her middle friend, the babysitter one, mm-hmm. has a half full thing of boba tea and she literally never drinks it. She'll raise it to her mouth and then put it down. And then she'll raise it to her mouth boba and then put it down. Boba tea is gross. No, you're wrong. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I do not I, I do not like the texture of the, the weird stuff in the bottom. Then get different things. I'm gonna just, just drink coffee. Get jelly or bursting No, no, I, or... no. All of that, no. None of that should be in tea. <laughs> yes, it should. But yes, I did not notice that at all. And I've seen this movie yeah, like three yeah. or four I, it times. Just, I, I just saw it. Well, because I saw it and I was like, oh, she's drinking boba tea. And then I was just, for, for some reason, my I just gravitated to watching the boba tea. 
and she literally like pulls it up to her mouth, puts her mouth on the straw like she's gonna take a sip, and then puts it back down. And then every time she like pick it up, and then it'll cut, and then she'll put it back down. So it'll look like she, she never takes a single sip. Wow. <laughs> and so I'm like, craft services clearly messed up. They didn't give her like, why would they give her boba tea if she's not gonna actually right. never nothing ever goes up the straw. And that was just a weird <laughs> thing that I that I saw that nobody else noticed because it was stupid. Um, you just also really like boba tea. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I didn't realize. Sorry, I'm looking at Internet Movie Database because that's the thing I do. Mm-hmm. Um, the the dad with the weird peanut butter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he is played. He is played by right. He is played by uh, Toby Huss. I don't know if either of you ever watched The Adventures of Pete and Pete back nope. in the day. Hank. No. <gasps> okay, so that is a Nickelodeon classic. You should watch it. He is Artie, the strongest man in the world. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, now you know what I'm talking about, huh? He's also Tex on Glow, if you all have ever watched Glow. Nope. Nope. He he shows up in the most recent season. But yeah, anyway. Sorry. Yeah, random aside. Season. Random aside. But yeah. He is Artie, the strongest yeah. man. Um, Halloween also took quite a while to get going. So, but I but I thought it was... The, unlike... the original Halloween kind of did, too. Oh, yeah, I like, know. Like, the pacing uh, was no, very, I thought, very similar. I thought the pacing was... Yeah, I thought the pacing was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem. I didn't have a... Because they, they took time to establish the family and the characters. Right. And then um, Laurie's paranoia. Mm-hmm. And then Michael escapes. And then it's kind of... When is it? When is it going to basically hit that hit that apex? Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably the most harrowing scene is when Michael is in the Halloween party and just like walking house to house, murdering people. Right. Um, although he definitely does some teleporting because <laughs> <laughs> he, he walks like the the speed mm-hmm. at which. So there's the one where it pans over. I, I, I thought it was really good cinematography because he used a lot of the still s- shots, mm-hmm. like non moving shots, static mm-hmm. shots. And where you just see people move around. So there was the one where it pans over to the window in the house. And you see Michael walk past the window on the side. Right. And then walk in and murder the person. Although, like, to get back and around and in. But right. it, I, I thought it was a really good shot. Even if it made Michael, like, lightning speed. Sonic. Well, and in, in, they're employing these same camera techniques yeah. that they used in yeah. Halloween. You, know, you have the the, um, the over-the-shoulder, so you're yeah, in Michael's yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. So in in the, this, the scene that you're referencing, um, well, you know, he's walking around while everybody's trick-or-treating... Uh, the trick-or-treaters are we- wearing uh, silver shamrock Halloween masks, which yeah. is from Halloween 3, Season yeah. of the Witch. You mean Season of the Witch? Season of the Witch. <laughs> no, Season of the Witch, um, which is universally panned among also, Halloween I, fans. I have, I like I have that they my... paid homage just the same. Oh, okay. I know when I, I, know when I have this. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Michael escapes, right, the kid and his dad pull up, and Michael totally kills that kid. Yep. So I have my nose. Damn, they iced that kid. Yep. Uh, I do appreciate that the cops take it seriously. Right. Mm. Although the one cop is like, we're not gonna like, we're not gonna be able to do anything. Right. But uh, coach, coach from uh, remember the Titans, mm-hmm. he take, uh, which I love that actor. Uh, he takes it seriously when he kills the reporters, which is like halfway through the film. When when Michael kills the reporters, the, the podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, podcasters. that was that was fairly fairly early, but that that that's a that's a kill scene from Halloween four or five. Yeah. So so it's like halfway through. The whole tooth thing was weird. Yeah. But the, the 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 kill in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's that's is, from four or five. Yeah, that scene is really intense. I, I I thought that it was a pretty yeah. pretty good scene. Mm-hmm. But the the whole dropping the two things weird right, reporters. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a little little bit scary. And then what? Okay, so the, the kind of turning point was when Coach uh, uh, sees who's again don't remember his name. But the police police guy from Room of the Titans sees Michael and is like bing pot and just like runs his ass down mm-hmm. and then gets out to double tap him and then the doctor who has a pen knife for some reason right kills him I thought 
that they were going to actually kill Michael and then have this guy take over as Michael. That would have been a really interesting... You know, I had that same thought when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, that would have mm-hmm. been a really interesting thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And they just, I, 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 and I think I understand why, because then, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't really make sense for him to hunt down Laura. I mean, they could probably explain it. Yeah, because he puts on the mask. Right, but it was a little weird that they were just like, and he killed the doctor. Okay, that was literally just a get Michael Myers out of jail free card. Right, yeah. And then, and then okay, so here's... So, again, I realize we're dealing with... Michael, okay, so this is the thing where Michael was the most magical. Okay. So they, they finally get to the house, right? Um, and, oh, that poor poor guy who was just trying to, poor doofy guy who was just trying to get some, he got, he, he got did dirty, he didn't deserve to die like that. Uh, the chubby guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what's, what's his, I'm looking. After she dumped douchebag. Yeah, that guy was a douchebag. And the other one, it wasn't that much better. But Oscar. Oscar. That's, that's, that's yeah, Oscar. Decent. Oscar. Oscar's death was pretty. Oh yikes! Um, the, like the kills were pretty, pretty intense. Mm-hmm. All of them were. Um, yeah, and and again, so many of them were mirrors of yeah. kills in other Halloween yeah. films. Yeah. I um, wrote a paper on this. Oh man, for a when he when he actually. gooshes when he gooshes uh, Doctor's head, that was uh, that was pretty pretty yeah. gross. Yeah. Uh, but 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 they, they they all get to the Strode house, the Strode lockdown mansion, mm-hmm. and the dad goes outside. Peanut butter penis goes outside to sees the cop car pull up. Cop car pulls up, which means Michael mm-hmm. was driving it. Mm-hmm. Opens the door, and there's a dead cop, and then the dead like a skinned dead cop's face with a flashlight in it. When did he have time to set that up? Because he pulled up, and the dad is walking towards the car, which means Michael set the body up, set the flashlight thing up, got out of the other car, and then walked away. This six, these seven foot tall. He was supposed to be this colossus, and he somehow gets behind him. I'm like a little much. Well, and you I, know, I have, I have Michael, in my notes arts Michael and crafts. Is clearly, Michael clearly like supernatural in the other films as well. So oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. I think, oh yeah, I think for storytelling purposes, it's fine. Yeah. Although they, they they kind of humanized him a little bit in this one, which was weird. I think they should just like. Left the mystery. Um, again, not a huge complaint. Not a huge complaint. Yeah. I, I, but that, yeah, I but that one in particular, I was like, that's a little too much. Because, like, he's being super artsy. Because, like, what was the purpose of that? If he's just going to kill this guy. Like, look what I made! It's a, little, it's a little weird. You know, there is so much I really, really love about this film. Just I, I, I love the visual homage to every other Halloween film while simultaneously ignoring all of their content. I think that's yeah. hilarious. Um, I, and again, I think Candy, the the new Candyman is going to do a similar thing, making this a spiritual sequel, the original, and that that's what I think this film is. Um, also, this is the first Halloween film that John Carpenter's been involved with since Halloween Two. Mm. Um, he and his son and um, another guy actually did all the music for yeah. this film, which is yeah. incredible. It's I don't, a great I don't score. It was, but unlike Candyman. I don't think it popped out at me as much because mm. it wasn't quite. It wasn't bombastic. It was more background for the most part. There was one part where it was like the not the rave part. No, the I think what you're referring to is it's actually called the name of the song is Halloween Triumphant, and it's are you referring to the the song that's played over the end credits? I don't know. I don't know. The music did the music did not stick in my head the way Candyman's did. Halloween is my favorite horror movie score, and I think it's because it's so interesting. I first of all, I'm a drummer. I'm a sucker for anything with like a like a pulsing kick drum beat like this has. Also, it's so interesting because this is a this is scores in five four time, which is unusual. The um, what I really liked about um, here's a, here's a thing like you know, the you have the you know you have the score, but then uh, the opening credits uh, it's it's the opening credits for Halloween in reverse because the pumpkin is coming back to life. It's it's uh, it for me that was that 
just opening shot of the jack-o'-lantern. It is a visual signal of this is what this movie is going to do. It's going to take the other one, uh, the original film, and invert it. And that that is what yeah, this entire yeah. film is 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 an inversion of that while also still paying homage to the rest of the Halloween canon. Yeah. So so like right at the end when Michael finally gets to the house mm-hmm. and starts fighting with Laurie, and it is really an inversion of almost one to one. Oh yeah. Of the original Halloween with with the roles reversed. Right. So like she falls out of the window and now I will say. So first thing, when they know Michael's there, suddenly they turn on all the lights. I feel like as soon as you got there, you should have turned the lights on. But but okay. Also, um, this this bothered me, um, even though it looked badass. Lori picked a rifle with an incredibly long barrel mm-hmm. to try to sweep the house. It's so bad because if someone's sitting right behind the door frame, your gun barrel pokes in first. They can just grab your gun barrel and disarm it. So it was like a really bad, especially considering how many weapons she had and how prepared she was for this. It was like a an actually bad decision to pick that gun, and I realized they picked it for the visual. Yeah, but I'm like, Lori would have picked like a short barreled shotgun, like a sawed off, something that you can flip around right. corners really fast. Gotcha. So that, that as someone who has never shot a gun, I did not think um, of that. Yeah, but of course, like in my head, as I'm thinking of the visual, like her holding, oh like, yeah, yeah, a smaller oh, yeah, yeah, gun yeah. is like, mm, can, yeah. like yeah, versus yeah. that's realistic yeah. and probably what should have yeah. happened. Like her holding the shotgun is like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so that was really, really cool. But my absolute favorite moment. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Gotcha. Bang. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was, uh, uh, I was like, well, are they going to die? Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, uh, that was a really good moment. I yeah. enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. And, and you know, the whole line where, um, at the, the dinner scene where uh, Lori says, well, if my daughter hates me, but I have prepared her mm-hmm. for the realities and the evils of this world, then I can live with that. And and yeah. and and while yes, I understand why Karen has these hang-ups with her mother. Um, I'm blaming this whole thing on you. <laughs> um, it was it, it's that same thing that trained her and equipped her for that right, moment. Right. And, you know they're doing yeah. two more of these movies, right? And, that, and, and so that's the thing, excited. right? Because she she grabs her gun off right. of the off the rack. Yeah. So th- I thought that was that was really cool, just to have these um, these great. You know, it's kind of a to- toss up in my in my mind, and I think it's only it's only a toss up because of how Halloween has treated canon. The Halloween franchise has treated yeah. canon as in <laughs> choose your own adventure. <laughs> this is pretty much what I it is. Say, um, they but, feel like canon. But like the toss up. Don't like, think it miss what you think it miss. Exactly. Like the <laughs> toss up for the ultimate final girl in any horror franchise is either between Laurie Strode or uh, Sydney in uh, What about Scream. Ripley? Uh, well, I think... I tend to think of Alien as more sci-fi and, than a sci-fi than, action than movie with horror elements. Yeah, That's fair. yeah. So, but but yeah, it's still I think you can categorize as yeah. categorize that as a horror movie. Maybe not so much any of the other ones except for Resurrection. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, but anyway, like toss up between Laurie and Sydney for like ultimate final girl, and now like at the end of this film, we've got three ultimate final girls, and I'm like, yes, I am here for this. This is awesome. Yeah, I I liked being able to see the dynamic of the family, right? And just even like, uh, so I've only seen the original Halloween okay. and then the 2018 Same. Oh, cool. One. So I have not seen like all the ones in between. I have not either. But so. I also appreciated that, that like to watch this <coughs> one, I did not need to right. see right. all of the random ones. Granted, I didn't get all of the right. symbolism and mm-hmm. things like that. Which homages that they do. Which I think at some level is actually like a really good, makes it a 
makes it a better movie that yeah. you we can appreciate it having just watched the original and this one as this one's like a direct sequel to the original yeah but mm -hmm. someone who's invested in the halloween franchise can appreciate all the little bits and that's how i felt about um detective pikachu the movie oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because like you can go into that knowing nothing about pokemon and just enjoy the movie mm -hmm. Or, you know, knowing, like, the base level of what a Pokemon is, because it assumes you know that. Right, yeah. Or you can go in being a Pokemon fan and be like, oh, there's that, and that, and that, and that, oh my gosh! Yeah. So I feel like mm -hmm. they, they did it really, I, I feel like that's always, like, the line of pandering to fans mm -hmm. in a way that won't, doesn't interfere with the rest of the movie. Right, and I, and I think um, another thing that does that really well is, uh, I actually talked about this in my Halloween presentation, there are two film and television series that I think really do this well. Um, one is uh, Stranger Things. Stronger Thongs. Um, no. That is, what, that, that is the correct way to say it, uh, Stronger Thongs. That is incorrect. Please try again. Um, don't but, try again. <laughs> actually, don't. <laughs> give you the horse. But anyway, like, so, like, when I watched Stranger Things, and then when Ryan, my husband, watched Stranger Things, he and I had two completely different experiences. Because while he is familiar with some of the, the things Stranger Things draws from, those are a lot more fresh in my mind than they are his, and I nerded out on a completely different level <laughs> than he did, and yet we both still enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I can watch... Uh, Stranger Things with my mentor's daughter, who has no clue about anything from the 80s because she's like 16. Yeah. Um, other than what she's seen on Stranger Things and like a handful of 80s films. Yeah. But she she also enjoyed it. Like, so I think that's the mark of just good storytelling. Yeah. And so, but and Hereditary, I think, is the other one that does that really, really Ooh. well um, because it draws from all these different horror films while sim simultaneously telling its own story. Have you seen the uh, the knockoff about the barbershop, Hereditary? No, no. I, I can't say I have. So uncivilized. Yeah, sounds uh, uncivilized. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Final thoughts on Halloween? Uh, I mean, that was one where I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'd go back and rewatch it, but I, I you know, I, I could recommend it. I could mm -hmm. recommend watching it. Yeah. I feel like I want to go back and rewatch it. I feel like it would be interesting to watch the original, like, Halloween and then right afterwards watch. Yeah, right. yeah, to have them both fresh. Yeah. Well, we watched, uh, Greg and I watched the original Halloween in, for the last four podcast we did, right. so that was pretty fresh for me. Okay, yeah. So I Halloween is my favorite horror movie. <laughs> so um, OG or this one? Uh, OG, but this is the only uh, only one of the Halloween sequels. And while I still enjoy all of them on different levels, this is the only one that I love as much as the original. And I think it's just because of how the these directors are they're writing a love letter to John Carpenter, mm -hmm. um, and the fact that they actually got John Carpenter to come back and do. Any, do anything with another Halloween film is impressive to me. Mm -hmm. um, so that tells me that he is also happy with what they're doing. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see Halloween Kills, which is the next one. It's supposed to be out yeah, in... I think so. Everything's 2021 now. Yeah, just about. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what they do with these other two films. Also... Because coronavirus was like, You're going nowhere! Yeah, basically. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I love, love, love Jamie Lee Curtis. I've seen her in a lot of different things aside. Freaky Friday! Woo! Yeah. Great movie! Actually, I've never seen Freaky Friday. It's good. Um, I'm thinking... It's the first movie it's, I saw. It's, like <laughs> the, it's, it's back before Lindsay Lohan went insane. Yeah. So yeah. like Freaky Friday and um, Parent Trap. I've mostly seen her in uh, Christmas of the Cranks. Mm. Um, there was another one I saw her in. Uh, but I, I, I had a completely different context for her outside the horror genre and then so when i finally went and watched halloween i was like oh wow like i've, I've never yeah. seen her as a young woman before it's like well she's really beautiful like and and then 
watching this, I'm like, she kicks so much butt. I just love it. It's so great. So great. <laughs> yeah. Really, I, I, I totally cosplayed Laurie Strode while doing, giving my Halloween presentation at this conference a couple <laughs> years ago. I also kind of liked how it showed, like, the effect of the drama yeah, throughout that her was life. very realistic. Yeah. I really, yeah. I thought that like, was really good. Yeah, because it's just like, I don't know, instead of them just, like, going off and living her like normal life like yeah she was able to have a family and stuff but like this affected every aspect mm-hmm. and and understandably did. so right yeah like like i don't feel like it was unrealistic for her to right, react yeah, in yeah. this way at all even with like years of therapy mm-hmm. last movie we watched <laughs> sorry i forgot to watch the witch i don't know why it's okay. It we'll, should have been we'll, on the list. We, we we'll, can we'll, we'll revisit that one yeah, another yeah. time, but because we'll that's back, a, that's a really great film. We'll have to do Candyman two, Leprechaun seven. Uh... <laughs> we'll have to do Witch and then like Lighthouse. Oh yeah, because that's the same director, it's Robert Eggers. Yeah, Lighthouse did not look. I. I, I hear it's a really great film, but it's probably going to be one I'm only going to want to watch once. Yeah, yeah, so, it definitely yeah. looked like one of those. I'd watch it again, like, for the podcast and everything. I I really liked it. I didn't really... I, I saw that in theaters. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> anyway. Anywhere. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, man. I guess we got to wrap up. All right. Us. Man, that was a good movie. Us. I love, love, love Jordan Peele. Yeah. So, so I, I'm noticing one of the themes of these horror movies is that the, the ones I've enjoyed have done a really good job of building characters mm-hmm. and not really hit the gun on crazy murder until about halfway through. And then like I'm now invested in these characters and then it starts ratcheting up until like the it's like one third world building and character development, then one third ratcheting tensions and then one third insane finale. Yeah. The acting was probably the best. Uh, Candyman's acting was really good too. Mm-hmm. Um and so Halloween was good, but but I think the acting was just from everyone was and everyone's playing two characters right and oh yeah yeah, by the way major spoilers for us so if you haven't seen it you don't want it spoiled stop listening right now see you next next time so so i just have like here here are my notes nice character building good action tensions rising and this is like you know 30 minutes in and then that first scene where the where the there the the, um that first scene where um the tethered Mm-hmm. family comes in <laughs> that's just that's, the one clip I managed to get was uh, when that happening that's happening and they come by and pick up the, the outdoor key and and uh, he's like they found the they found the hidden key and the um, oh, yeah. dad's like hidden key what kind of white shit? <laughs> <laughs> white people <laughs> yeah hides a key but when when they came in she just sits down and starts talking and my note is just holy shit <gasps> Lupita Nyong'o <laughs> Yeah. Um, so um, one, I saw I saw us three times in the theater <laughs> because I love it so much. Um, but I was so 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 angry this year when they released Oscar nominations and Lupita was nowhere on that list. Okay, yeah, that's I was ridiculous. like F you Academy. Yeah, the Academy, the Academy's stupid because they don't recognize legitimately amazing performances. Yes, yes. I mean, and again, this is this is the sci-fi fantasy horror snub. Gosh, Lupita. Um, I thought she. I mean, obviously she was amazing, but uh, I was really, really impressed with Evan Alex who played uh, the son, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, slash he did, he did a great job. Good. That I'm sorry, that little evil like scamper that he does. Yeah. Oh my gosh, freaks so the hell out of me. Yeah, oh my was, gosh. Uh, he was amazing, and the the constant purring, bark, like pur- dog purring the thing, growl. Yeah, yeah. The growling. 
That like that it, he's doing it that entire scene. He's doing yeah. that that yeah. weird growl thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone everyone was great in that film. There were no bad actors in that film well, at all. No, it was fantastic. also you guys talked about the score in like Candyman and everything. Mm-hmm. The music in Us. Oh my gosh, that opening! I actually song have I have some notes me. on it, but oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, have, like the, the original score. The original score was so good. The 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 Latin. Yeah. singing fun fact like, that is not latin that well, is not whatever. latin i because i thought it was latin too because they say so, they say something that i recognized as a latin word but i went and looked that up afterwards it is all nonsense words and i was so angry so it's kind of like um duel of the fates except yes. he's actually he's using like sanskrit words in duel of the oh fates. interesting okay uh, all i know is like i was watching it with my roommate and that music came on and i just immediately went no 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 <laughs> She was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, this music. And she was like, why? And I was like, mm, nope. I'm just immediately like, but in like a good way, if that makes any sense. Like yeah. that music came on and I was immediately um, just like, um, this is, right, I'm I, I think I found it. Uh, that name of that song is called Anthem. It was really well shot. It looked great. And the acting was phenomenal. And again, it, it spends like a lot of time establishing the characters in the family and all this before about 30 or 40 minutes in when that first thing happens and it, you know, made me think, I think home invasion is the scariest, uh, is the yeah. scariest horror thing. Cause that's like, that's the one that you could actually see happening. Maybe not, probably would not be nearly as horrific as, as these movies make it out to be. Like, let's be honest. But, but that's like, that's the real, that's the real scary thing is like, well, what if, you know, someone busted into your home and started, you know, murdering people? Like, that's really mm-hmm. scary. Well, mm-hmm. like, it's, your home is supposed to be a safe Right, right. right. It's 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 place. a violation of, of your sanctuary. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, one of the things that makes it really, really terrifying. So, I have lots and lots of notes about this that are in my head that I'm currently writing down because I want to talk about all of them, but... Um, so, I see what's been going on. Yeah. Hang on, I got it. You got it? You got it? What you got? Ah, uh, yeah, here it is. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so on edge. I came. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> okay, I'll stop that. Now. Uh, I, I feel like um, a good soundtrack is crucial in a lot of films. Right. But for a horror movie where you're trying to maintain a certain tension, right. it's absolutely crucial. That's why I thought one of the low, one of the not lowest points of the movie. I think the whole movie was very good. One of the parts of the movie that I think maybe should have been toned back was the scene where they're in the neighbor's house and it's playing <gasps> the police by nwa okay, that was that was the point is, in the theater where i legit left out yeah that. right right exactly and it's like this horrible tension and then the, the the twins like come out and stab them and it's like what the when it was playing um the uh oh hold on i wrote it down good vibrations that one was like, and then they like step out and kill all of them and mm-hmm. it's still playing good vibrations that was like you know jarring mm-hmm. but then she she was like I like how call they, the they had they had an it was Ophelia. <laughs> the oh, oh, yes, Ophelia, Ophelia call, call the police. police. Playing <gasps> the police by NWA, <laughs> which was hilarious, right. but like kind of spoiled the tension a little bit 
And there were there were just a couple things. See, I thought that was necessary at that point. <clears throat> I I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I, I think it was good in kind of calming me down. Right. Which which you know what is fine if a horror movie doesn't want to be like I don't want people to die of of stress at the end of this movie. Right. I thought, and it was still a really effective movie. I don't think this I don't think this makes it a worse movie. But I think they could have he could have Jordan Peele could have chosen to just have it be super tense the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been even scarier. <laughs> I have holy <gasps> shit, the Dattelganger kill. <laughs> that was the 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 when they all fighting their doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. The dad's fight was and they're like struggling, struggling. And then he headbutts the engine. And oh just, my gosh! <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. it was really intense. But the yeah. I really liked the dad was so funny when he's fighting with the neighbor's doppelganger <laughs> and he got the flare gun and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Also, even when they got in the car and then they were, she was like, I have the most kills, so I'm yeah. driving. So, so right. that one, so that to me, the the the, the jokey stuff mm-hmm. to me was like, okay, fine, I, I'm okay with this. You know, mm-hmm. ratchet the tension down just a little bit so I can breathe again. Right. I was fine with that. That part and, and the part where the, er, right earlier where they're discussing like leaving, I feel like they were a little too calm. Like their voices were too calm, especially when you look at the terror and shock on their faces. Mm. I feel like their deliveries didn't quite match their faces. And then we're like, I have the highest kill count. I'm like, what kid is going to say that after they just had to kill someone that they've known for years? Uh, I feel like there wasn't enough. There wasn't quite. I mean, I, I, I can understand if they had, you know, like shock. Like they're in shock and they're just trying to. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they can only resort to humor. But again, it wasn't necessarily the, the words in the dialogue. It was how they were delivered kind of nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel if they had delivered it in more of like a freaking out sort of way. It would have that would have come across less as like writing jokes into the script and more like this is them trying to cope with what they just did. Um, especially because they they did such a good job portraying the shock on their faces. Mm, I think I don't know when I was watching it, like it kind of got to a level in which the kids were like, "All right, fuck it, this is what we're doing." Like when they go into the house, when the dad's like fighting the other dad's doppelganger <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff, and the kids go into the house. Like I remember, my roommate was literally like. Why are you going in the house? Yeah, but I think like oh, she grabs they took, the. They grabbed her mom. Right, right. But then like they grab the golf club, and I feel like at a point they're like, "All right, like like it's either kill or be killed." Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And and, then... I, and, and and that's fine. And but you see it like okay, so one the first the first girl they like hit over the railing and she just dies. The second girl mm, she like she knocks her out though. and then just starts wailing on her with this face of like I can't like I just have to keep going until she's dead. But then yeah. the like the little later is a little out of sync with that. Mm, okay. That's 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 my point. And again, but I think part didn't of really it, for it, part of it was also they sit down and are watching the news. Like there's almost a like decompressing. Yeah, that, that part right. where they're sitting around the table, I think, was a good like they're decompressing and trying to deal right. with it. Like, yeah, yeah, let's figure out what's going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's when they like turn on the news and they see everything that's going on, mm-hmm. and so and then they like are running out to the car, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I don't know, but I I personally <laughs> being someone who. Uh, has been scared multiple times just within this podcast hearing different <laughs> things appreciated the joking and things that happened right, when it was right. just like I, I see you moving the mouse over there and i'm yeah. afraid you're gonna scare me again um, um so i had I, I, so during that scene again i'm going through my notes that this was just like mm-hmm. what i was writing down yeah. as i'm watching it when she killed the doppel mom from the other family mm-hmm. and, elizabeth moss's doppelganger yeah, uh, well but the and, boy um, did that no no she did right? she yeah. like she like kitty slash that's when, you, that's when you see the mom um you see lupita nyong'o you see her kind of start to go a little insane which right. again doesn't make sense until the very very end of the movie oh, right, 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 right. um mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but I just have oh shit, <laughs> mom just iced a hoe. <laughs> Um, the fight that she had with her doppelganger was so good. It was good. so brilliantly shot. So I love good. it. So There's good. so many things I love, love, love about this movie, but that final showdown was just incredible. Yeah. Just um, the, the mirrored actions and, and you know, the just to think I would never have danced if it not for you. Right, and, right. Uh, and so, and, and like the whole fight scene was mirrored as a dance. It was so good. Oh my gosh! I have a list. Yeah, it's not until it's not until forty minutes in the Doppel family even shows up, right? In a two-hour movie, so obviously major spoiler. Mm -hmm. The ending, right? Where it's revealed that the very beginning of the movie, when Lupita Nyong'o as a kid meets her doppelganger, meets her tethered, the tethered chokes her and switches places with her. Yeah, so it's Adelaide and then Red. Red. Yes, Red is the. uh... The, the tethered. The so tethered. we find out that Red has actually been who we thought Adley was. Yes. Right. right. Yes. I have many notes about this that are a bit different from what y'all have talked about. We want to jump in there. But I don't want to interrupt if you all um, were like, I just had, I had the, thought the, about. The last thing I have is this was like, what a plot twist. Mm-hmm. But then that last shot of them driving away and the mm-hmm. sun is staring at him of like, damn, he knows. Yeah. She took like. Adelaide he, yeah. told him. I'm, I'm convinced that Adelaide told him. I think she, I don't know if she recognizes it, mm-hmm. but he knows. Well, and I think he, he's, I think she knows that he knows. And I think that he realizes, wow, this lady who, or this, this girl who lived underground became my mom. Right. And, and so. Oh, and also yeah. that she's one of the crazy killer people. Yeah. But um, obviously she's trying to, she's, she's obviously broken away. And it, it away. also explains why none of the tether can talk. Mm-hmm. And, so it, and so they tie it back into, when, she, when, she, when Red switches places, right, they have the flashback of, oh, she's got PTSD. Right. That's why she's not talking. And so they give her she, dance lessons. So she, she has she'll... to learn how right. to talk. And why Red is the, or Adelaide is the only tether that can talk. Mm-hmm. And she has the really hoarse voice because she was choked. And so her voice is messed I up. I never thought of that until you just said it. Yeah. So really? I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Once upon a time. Want me to deflate the tension for you? There was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so her voice is so good. So good. And yeah. and the thing is, she would do that on set. Like she wouldn't break character when she was talking. She there there's uh, clips of her like between scenes and she's talking about the scene they're about to shoot and she'll see she, and she's like, So this is the scene. Has this has this happened yet? Okay. Like giving like giving and taking stage directions in that mm-hmm. voice. Well, cause it's like and, I, and they didn't even nominate her for an Oscar? No. Insane. Well, because no. like and it's also just like the the breathiness, but then the abrupt, and like because it's not just like this gurgle. Like it could just be this like yeah. like I'm Batman. Like, <laughs> you know, like it could I would be, take uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Batman. I would take that. Oh yeah, it I would watch that movie. But like it would, it's not even like that kind of a voice or something. It's like I don't know because I feel like it juxtaposed with like this strength versus this weakness. Yeah. Like she almost has like a weakened voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it almost makes her appear stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So, I have a really exciting list. Sorry, guys, I'm, like, chomping at the bit. All right, hit here. it. Let's okay. go for it. Okay, so, so one of the things I really, really love about Jordan Peele's work is that his 
movies also provide social commentary. And he tells you, at least in Us, I've only seen Get Out once. I need to watch Get Out again. But um, in Us, he tells you exactly what he's doing right in the very first shot of the TV as it's zooming in on that newscast. Look at the VHS tapes that are on uh, that are um, sitting next to the TV. You have Chud. You have Sorry, they, Chud. C H U D. Uh, Chud. It's a it's a 80s horror film. It's got Daniel Stern in it. Um, but it's about these uh, people who live under uh, underground in uh, New York City, and they're uh, but they're like mutant people and blah blah blah. All so. people. Classic. Yeah, I started watching it uh, not that long ago, and I dozed off because I was very sleepy that day. But uh, anyway, so there's Chud, there's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and then there's uh, Them. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, he tells you what he's doing right right there, just with those VHS tapes. But then the commercial is about Hands Across America. Right. Which was a social program that meant that was meant to benefit you know people in poverty and things like that, and that also failed. You have them uh, Adelaide's family at the at the fair, and she she wants this thriller T-shirt. If you watch the thriller video, it's Michael Jackson facing off like with his you know with his other self, like the werewolf self. So Jordan Peele tells you everything he's going to do in this movie in the first five minutes. <laughs> Sure. Well, I don't know. I, think I don't know that you could piece that together until you've actually seen the movie. Right. 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 I mean, the, as soon as I saw those VHS tapes, because I, I recognized that that was something that he did in Get Out, like the different yeah. things that he pulled yeah. from. I was like, and and also after um, just knowing how much of a student of like science fiction and horror genre he is, like I was like, okay, this this is important. Pay mm-hmm. attention here. All right. So it's, it's also mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of this uh, Denzel Washington movie called Fallen. You've told me about that movie. I have. I've not seen it. Because it, it has a very... Uh, the, the plot twist is set up very similarly where mm-hmm. um, there's something set up in the beginning that gets paid off at the end. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, that's what they were setting up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now the beginning makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I, I think it's a great movie. It plods in the middle. But I think it's worth watching for the for the ending. It's so good. But also the other thing that he sets up with in that the that very first scene at the fair where she goes into the the uh, the vision quest. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, you you have use of reflection and mirrors, which mm-hmm. um, gets brought in into loads of different scenes. Whether there's a mirror in the scene or not, like um, Adelaide seeing her, she's looking at her reflection in the window uh, right before the the uh, the Tether family shows up. There, there, yeah. you know. So you know that use of reflection and mirrors. And of course, that you know, it's a story about doppelgangers. Oh, you have that. Also, Jordan Peele also told you something that was going to happen if you opened your Bible. It's just a dude. Oh, yeah, that's Jeremiah eleven eleven. And I looked it up, yep. and uh, here it yep. is. So you don't have to look it up. Jeremiah eleven eleven. Therefore, thus says the Lord: Behold, I am bringing disaster upon them that they cannot escape. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. And she talks about God. Should, like brought me to this point. Yep. Um, well, and then eleven eleven is like. All throughout the movie. Yeah. Well, and that mirror, you know, that's a mirror too. Yeah. Yep. yep. Like, it's a mirror, and then there's also, it's on the clock, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it's, forget the other time, but yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's yeah. all throughout yeah. the Yeah, and the yeah. thing is, like, even though they survived, mm-hmm. they showed, like, the tethered killed everyone. <laughs> well, and-, and Now, I, 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 I was a little lost as to what the tethered were accomplishing making this huge human chain. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Hands Across America. Right. They were all yeah. in red. Just like the Hands Across America t-shirt, right. which is what Adelaide was wearing right. when she and Red swapped places. Right. So um, one of the other things um, that I wanted to note about the tether. So the first time I watched the movie, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the science of the tether. Uh-huh. 
And then the second time I watched the movie, I'm like, but that, you know, I, I kept, I could not quite piece it together. The third time I watched the movie, it's like, it is not about the tether. It is about who is in the position of power. Right. And that is the whole point of the movie. Right. Like, and I was like, holy crap, that is like amazing, like social commentary. Like, it, it, it does not matter that Adelaide and Red swap places. It was about who was in the position of power, and that's the person who was on top. Right, and that's the that's the whole that's yeah. the whole. I mean, I mean, they don't tell you that until like the very, 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 very end. And again, I, it, I'm a little slow, but <laughs> I was well, I was geeking about all of the other stuff. Yeah, but, they, yeah. They, they don't really show you that. They they imply that the tethered are sometimes forced to mirror what they're above oh, yeah, partners yeah. are doing, mm-hmm. which is how the the kid it- takes care of Pyro. See, right. is it that, or is it that the people down below could make the people above mirror? Because they yeah. were created the, the idea to was, control. Yeah, the idea because, was to do that, but because uh, it was abandoned for whatever reason. And I think it's okay for him to have like mystery about how did this work. Like, right. all, it, the the uh, honest trailer mm-hmm. was like, this is all these questions, and then, like runs through all these questions. Of, like, how would you answer these questions? And, right. What if the what if the sun is also switched? I, I, I had that. Is. I say I don't think he is either, but that was definitely a thought I had um, because the sun is is visibly scarred under the mask. Yeah, right. But I'm curious as to if like something happened, and also because he's scarred, that's why he can't talk anymore. And also, there was a certain level in which like he couldn't remember how the toy worked that he hadn't used for years. Also, he could not snap and beat just like Red, his mm-hmm. mother. Yeah, couldn't. Kind of showing that he doesn't belong there. Also, I remember learning that it, they were created to be able to control the people up top. And so, if you notice, like, the son immediately notices that it's a trap. He's also the first person to realize who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're there, he's like, they're it's us. us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also then at the end, he's the one that knows that, like, if he backs up and things like that, like, right. the other will follow. Interesting. And that's how he kills them. So, I don't know. Those are just some thoughts. I I don't know exactly where I stand, but I potentially think that the son was swapped. Because then also, why doesn't Adelaide kill him when he takes him? Because hmm. that's originally who she right. gave he, birth she, he, to. Yeah, he does. And she he does swapped. latch onto the son. That's a good when question. Would they, when would they switch, though? When are we I don't have know. Jordan Peele on the podcast to answer these questions for yeah, us? Yeah, we'll tweet it. We'll tweet him. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Can you answer this? Please join us. All right. All right. So, here's, so here's the Honest Trailers breaking up all the questions about the... Uh, about the tethered questions like is there a tethered for everyone in america how is there enough space underground for them how many people must have known about these experiments how did no one find out in the last 30 years surely they were using enough electricity water and raw materials to raise some red flags can the tethered control their actions independently or not if not how are they executing this complicated plan if so why do they bother staying underground did the people who made the tether forget to lock the door on the way out how do they have the same body type as their double if their diet is 100 rabbit meat the tethered ate the rabbits but what do the rabbits eat where do they get thousands if not millions of red jumpsuits and scissors how do they recreate everything in this small underground facility which is like classrooms and hallways what about people who live in big apartment buildings how do they make differences. Are there just piles of poop in the tunnels? What happens to your tether when you travel outside the country? Do they just wait for you at the border or do they keep slamming the wall like the game character? What happens to your tether and subsequently their corpse when you die? Is my double finger's voice more epic sounding than everyone else's? Does the ladies get paid for the creepy trailer remix if I got five on it or just the radio edit? So <laughs> to t- Well, I mean, I feel like also this movie was definitely a commentary on like America. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be like a government thing and I feel like that's also why Red is like, we need to drive to Mexico. Like, right. we need to leave the country. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's also just even that aspect of like, who are you? And like, yeah. she's like, we're Americans. Yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. And it, it, it yeah. So, so I, I think if you compare discussions it. discussions you can have. Yeah. I think if you compare it to Get Out, Jordan, 
he'll expanded his vision, mm-hmm. and because of that, you end up with some some plot holes. But you know, those aren't those don't matter in the long run. Yeah. So like, Get Out was a much tighter focused film about like one family or mm-hmm. one area and the crazy stuff that was happening there. And this is about like this is happening across the nation. Right. So mm-hmm. they, he expanded the scope much bigger, and I think it works really well. Mm-hmm. He did a really good job of showing us like this is what's happening everywhere within the realm of this one family and the special thing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, 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 I think, I think again, it was, it, it, it's not completely clear, but I think Adelaide implies that because she wasn't, she was an, an above ground person. She was able to help the other tethered break the control. Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, they knew I was special. Why was she special? Cause she wasn't originally a tethered. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's also because like, that's why, Red's dancing career peaked at 14 because she doesn't belong there. She can't even snap in rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's why when they saw her dance, they realized she was special because she could Mm -hmm. dance in rhythm and she could dance. So many things. I love it. Yeah, it was was really good. And that's one I would definitely, definitely be happy to go revisit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally that, worth it. Yeah, of the five, Candyman and uh, well, Tucker and Dale's just a great movie, but right. I don't, I wouldn't put it in a horror genre. I put it in comedy, but you have to be able to stomach gore, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, reasonable. <laughs> but Candyman and uh, us were both really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody was great. Um, I'm the first time I saw us. The one thing I I took away from it, walking away, was wow. I'm really glad that. He is handling the Twilight Zone, and I know <laughs> I know people um, have are, complained about ha- it. Have, have been grumpy about it, but I don't think they understand what he's. And again, you've, you're always going to have people like, "Oh, well, the original was so much better." And I was like, "Yeah, it's because you're the one. That's the one that you are nostalgic for, and that's fine." But because I, while I enjoy the Twilight Zone a lot, I have no nostalgia for it because it wasn't something I grew up watching. Yeah. And you know, and having watched all of his Twilight Zone episodes, I am very, very impressed with what he's done and like the. The com- he he still he still does his social commentary, yeah. and I think that's what makes his his films not just good science fiction, right, but right. I mean good science fiction also commentates on it's a, it's a commentary on the world. It's it was such an interesting pivot for him, but when I you know when I analyze it, it actually makes a ton of sense, right? He was a huge nerd, so he's got this. No offense, he's you know he's got this he's got this depth of knowledge about sci-fi and oh, all these genres, right? Absolutely. You do comedy, and comedy is very good at touching on real issues and you know using comedy and exaggeration to highlight social issues comedy comedians have been doing that for years uh, for decades right that's and, and you know comedy also often draws on darker aspects of of things oh, sure. for a laugh right but it's not too much of a stretch to take that and just make it to emphasize the horror of it instead of instead of ups, making it absurd for a laugh mm-hmm. so so when i think about it like the pivot actually it kind of makes sense yeah he's he's a Brilliant, brilliant director, writer, producer. I'm so excited to see all and of his other work. His wife, Chelsea Peretti, is amazing on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Wait, wait, wait. She's I'm Gina s- on what? Brooklyn Nine Nine. What? What? Gina on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I did not know he was married to her. Are right? you kidding? Right? And I'm like, what? Shut Their up. Their kids no. are going to be the funniest kids ever. Oh my gosh. I had no idea he was <laughs> married to Chelsea Peretti. Oh my right? gosh. Can we. Jordan and Chelsea, please invite us to dinner. We love both of you very much. Maybe when Corona's over. Yeah. Maybe, maybe easier yeah. to... Socially distance outside dinner. We talk all over I'll, I'll, I'll make it. I'll cook it. Yeah. Oh. Whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Y'all in it. for a treat. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. let's... let's Last thoughts on us. I, I thought it was great. And now, again, yeah. I think you may have sold me on, on watching horror. 
Yeah. Um, us is, it might be my, oh my gosh, it's so close between like us and Knives Out, but I, I feel like I love them both equally, but they do completely different things. And so I oh find God. it hard to <laughs> rank them, but uh, Us is definitely one of the most important movies I watched last year, and I cannot recommend it enough. I had been wanting to watch it, and so I'm glad, like literally I remember bringing it up with people and being like, can we watch Us? And I had people literally be like, this is us? No. Or like different things like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That was the first soundtrack I found. <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah, but I'm so glad that I finally mm-hmm. got to watch it. And just, yeah, because I saw Get Out. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this, I thought that us was scarier than Get Out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. I've known of other people who did not feel the same. I, I mean, I, I never felt like either of them were super, super scary, but there was definitely a lot in it that's like, oh my gosh, that freaks me out. Okay, yeah. well, let's be fair. If we're being real, you can play that song over like My Little Ponies, and I will probably be scared. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that now. I'm gonna find like, <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do, not, I'm gonna go even further. I'm gonna do like jelly, uh, uh, gummy bears. Or like Teletubbies. Bubble Guppies. I don't know what that is. It's a little kid show. Well, I think you're right for it. Yeah. Bubble Guppies and just put the uh, put horror music over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this is my new YouTube series, Do Not Steal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why, again, like I said, like it's the sound of things that mm-hmm. gets me. And not even necessarily the sound of like the action, but the music along with it. That's why I really want to watch The Birds. Because I know Ooh. it doesn't. The Hitchcock mean... one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great film. I've heard it's excellent. Um, yeah, Hitchcock is a good director. Yeah. Apparently, he was a bit of an ass. Uh, <laughs> he was a very uh, good director. A bit of an ass is an understatement. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he was kind of but, a terrible human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate because I love his work. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah. I feel like the the a lot of the the older really good directors were like insane people that probably shouldn't have been allowed to work. <laughs> they had brilliant creative direction, but sure. were miserable to work with, like yeah. Kubrick and. Uh, Hitchcock. Yeah, that's why, like, when that music came on, I just immediately just uneasy. Well, and it's even similarly with, uh, have you guys seen Sinister? I have not seen Sinister. So in Sinister, a big aspect is he's watching films on, like, this very old 8-track, and so the sound of, like... films on an 8-track? I'm maybe saying it wrong. Uh, Say, 8-track was, like, a big cassette tape with 8-tracks on it. Okay, so not that, but whatever. <laughs> so um, not that. Laserdisc, Betamax? Okay, our younger audience, if there are any, are not going to have no idea what you yeah, just said. Yeah, well, I'm ten years older than Hank, and I'm <laughs> five years older than you, so... Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, Sinister, yes. Um, but yeah, the, it's just this, like, it's that clicking, mm-hmm. where you, like, it's it's the roles, like, the films that you oh, have yeah, to yeah, put yeah. on, um, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, that clicking, and yeah. Yeah, 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 and basically he's seeing, like, films of the murders of these families. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And stuff like that. But, so, like, I watched it with, like, one of my uh, neighbors and all that stuff, and just, like, the sound of that, like, clicking, like, it gets me a little bit, but, like, it freaks her out. <laughs> that randomly, whenever I'm around her, I'll just, like, play that. And so I think it's just so interesting how sound affects. Oh, yeah. Things. And that was honestly one of the reasons, one of the things that made Leprechaun by far the worst was the audio was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the w- words weren't syncing up right. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I but, did like Jennifer Aniston's shorts, though. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, when when it zoomed... I noticed there were a lot of shoe shots in in Leprechaun. He had the foot fetish. Well, but even before that's revealed, like, you get a, a shot of Jennifer Aniston wearing red slouch socks and L.A. gear high tops. And I was like, I would have killed for those shoes when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, but, I yeah, I totes had a pair of L.A. gear uh, sneakers, and I definitely wore some slouch socks back in the day. What kind of white yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I just I just like cackled. But yeah, so those were five horror movies that we watched for this horror season. Definitely, I would recommend all of them except Leprechaun. Although it's it's not like an unpleasant movie. It's just bad. So yeah. if you yeah. if you get some friends and do like a, a mystery science theater style thing, I look think up I, like a drinking game yeah. to it. I think yeah, it would be fun. <laughs> every time the Leprechaun accents, every time Warwick Davis's accent slips, you'll be. Every Absolutely time he, smashed. Every time shoes are like about. <laughs> yeah, Anytime they focus on somebody's shoes, yeah. take a shot. Oh, you'll die. Don't, yeah. You'll die. Take a drink, not a shot. <laughs> Anytime there's toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. so those are some so, some uh, things you can do this Halloween season. Yeah. So let's uh, let's wrap up. Wrap up real quick. Uh, what what do you think the next uh, next couple? Obviously, we got to watch the Vitch. The Vitch. Because I forgot to do that. Mm-hmm. Bummer. So what else? What else do you think we should uh, foray into? Um, well, I mean, are we are we sticking? If we did another horror episode, I think, yeah. yeah. I think if we were to do another horror episode, maybe in like three we, four months, we have uh, noticeably not watched any Wes Craven. So okay, I, yeah, I, I would I'd be say, down to watch some uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I would say either mm. Nightmare on Elm Street and or Scream. Okay, um, because they're getting ready to do another Scream film. Yeah, I, I just recently watched all of those, so yeah. they're pretty Scream fun. apparently also ruined the horror genre for a while. Uh, actually, I would say Scream brought it back. Brought it back. Yes, because it was it was um it it it's kind of in that same vein as Cabin in the Woods, where you've got like the the <laughs> horror parody. Um, <laughs> um, but it's it's very self aware. I actually really really like how they break everything down for you. Like these are the rules of horror movies. And then, and then yeah. the second then, one, they're like, "Oh, well, the sequel will do this." Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, they're very self-aware, they, right? But they also gave so they they did reinvigorate the horror genre, but they also gave rise to the whole scary movie and all those yes, I really trash well, movies, parody movies. So I've never seen any of the scary movies, but um, I I find it interesting that someone thought it was a good idea to have a parody movie about a movie that parodies horror movies, right? I was like, well, that's kind of interesting and also weird. But, yeah, you're now you know. a little too far removed. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, personally, I thought all the Scream films were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, uh, I would say we have noticeably avoided Wes Craven, so I think that... I mean, not be, intentionally. Not not, not, not intentionally, but I think you know his his stuff is definitely worth watching. I will say I don't think I, w- I care to watch any of the Saws or Hostel or any of the uh, no, torture porn stuff. No, I personally can't watch stuff like that, so... I, like, don't want to watch it, but then I have, in college, I had a roommate that Halloween was her favorite holiday, and so she definitely just had horror movies playing constantly during the month of October, and at one point it was all of the Saw movies, and while I was trying to sit on my bed doing homework, let's be real, I I could not focus <laughs> on it at all, and I ended up watching them. How do you guys feel about, like, um, I don't know, Sinister or The Conjuring or like so, Paranormal so Activity? I, like, I, ones I've, like that. I've never actually seen any of The Conjuring movies except The Nun. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I've only seen The Conjuring. I, I, I'm, it actually made me interested to go back and watch those um, mm-hmm. just because I know the people they're based on are real people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's also they're also the people who uh, kind of did the uh, Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, did the whole thing with the Amityville Horror. Uh, what it, or what is that that film is based on? But I think that's interesting. I think that gives it an interesting aspect. I've never seen any of the Paranormal Activity. Um, I haven't either. Films uh, aren't they like they're they're kind of like sound footage stuff, right? So. Yeah, a lot of them are. Paranormal yeah. is as well. I, you know, so never... apparently, apparently, because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about paranormal activity. Apparently there's a movie called Paranormal Entity. It is mm. a different movie and a much, much worse movie that you should not watch. Noted. Because <laughs> the guy was like, ta- was trying to talk about it with a friend. He was like, yeah, I just thought that this one this one scene was like too over the top and nasty. And like, that didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> 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 Wait, what did I watch? Um, <laughs> um. I personally really like Sinister. Okay. I'm not going to lie. All right. All right. I'd I'd, say, I, I've only heard of it. I really don't know anything about other than what you just described earlier. I think we should watch The Wicker Man. No. No, no, no. <laughs> the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man. I, okay. I have seen both the original and the new one, and the I will say no to both. <laughs> I really want to watch what about, like, Nicolas uh, Cage Wicker Man. I mean, and these would be longer things but would we ever want to incorporate like haunting at hill house or haunting oh, like at a series or... like like the series or the haunting at hill house movie because there is a movie there's a movie there, i think there's two so actually. you meant the series <laughs> but, yes i'm assuming you're talking about the new series that i have not watched but i've heard very very good things about. yes mm-hmm. i watched haunting of hill house and i've currently watching haunting of bly manor Yes. Or Hank Hill. He just wanted to sell propane and propane accessories. Now he's got ghosts. You know, I would be, do be like that. You, boy, you ghost better get out of my house. Tell you what. So, so I tend to lean more towards like classic horror. I've got a big gap in like the '90s and the 2000s with horror stuff. I mean, this kind of helped a little bit. Right, but, right. Um, have y'all ever watched any of David Cronenberg's work? I want to watch The Thing. Mm-hmm. Let's put The Thing on there. Uh, that's John Carpenter. Right, but it's very Cronenberg-esque. Which one's The Thing? Uh, the... I've definitely seen... Antarctica, Shapeshifter. It's basically uh... Among Us, the movie. Yeah, it's really good. But it, it... Yeah, at one point The Thing sprouts legs and it looks like a spider. Uh-huh. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Again, spiders get me, dudes. So we should not watch Eight-Legged Freaks. Got it. What the? <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie that came out when I was like in middle school, high school maybe. Um, I've I've never seen it, but um, that's a lot I think about whenever you talk about how you hate Actually, this is literally Sarah's reaction when you said that. Oh my god! Maybe we should watch Trolls too. <laughs> oh, so those troll movies are supposed to be really funny. Yeah. Um, that this this is this is. Oh my god! So it's like the it's like trolls that like turn people into vegetables and eat them, like they turn. Mm-hmm. And so this guy like, what is kind watching of vegetable? like gooey green plant stuff. Oh, oh not yeah. like uh, like aha! You turned into into Brussels sprouts, sucker! <laughs> they watch oh, my veggie episode. Tales started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got dark. Wow. Uh, but but literally, it's it's got some of the worst acting ever. So they're like they they turn this girl into a, into plant mush and they're eating her. And this guy's watching and says, they ate her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh my god! And just like shaking his head as it zooms into his face slowly. It's... Uh, Is it because they're like vegetarian that they feel better about themselves? If I they guess. Turn you they, into they're vegetarian me? trolls, so they turn you into a plant before they eat you, I think. I could wow. be wrong on that point, but... So this, are you really vegetarian? So, so... That's a good question. Apparently, so... Uh, Christian singer-songwriter Andrew Peterson, uh, a few years ago when he was doing his Behold the Lamb of God tour, which is his Christmas tour that he does every year with a bunch of different artists, apparently became a thing on the tour bus to watch and re-watch Troll 2. And they kept tweeting about how they were watching Troll 2 again on the tour bus. 
And uh, the the guy who is the troll in Troll 2 tweeted them and showed up to their show. <laughs> and so they got to meet him. This was like maybe 2011, 2012. I, but uh, yeah, it was really fun. That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. I. I. But I was bringing up David Cronenberg because David Cronenberg is the king of body horror. Right. But he. He is not. Did just... he do? Um. Oh, the society. Did he do, do society? Um. I'm not sure. Let me look. That had some weird. That has like a weird scene where like a bunch of bodies just like fuse together. Um, it might have been like a screaming mad George thing. The society is the name of the film that you're talking about. It's called. I think it's just called Society. Oh, just Society. Hold, please. I will look. Um, but so, the, re- uh, the reason I bring up um, David Cronenberg is because, uh, yes, he is the king of body horror, but his the way he uses gore and disturbing body horror images, um, it actually serves a narrative function. So mm-hmm. I actually think his work is very interesting because of that. Um, no, that director was Brian Yuzna. Yuzna, yeah. Yuzna, yeah. sorry. He did Reanimator, maybe? Oh, I watched Reanimator somewhat recently, and I i mean, I get why people like it, but it was definitely not, not for, for me. Not for you. Yeah. It was not for me. So what did Cronenberg do? So uh, Cronenberg, um, he is probably best known for um, Scanners. And... Oh, yeah, 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 where the dude's head explodes. Yes. And they and... literally like got a watermelon yeah, and it, shot it with yeah, a shotgun. Yeah. Um, Have you not seen that scene? It's kind of iconic. They, they took a watermelon and like covered it with a like, like a Mission Impossible 2 skin mask thing that looks like an old dude's head and they literally took a shotgun and shot it in the back like where the back of the head would be and so the watermelon just explodes so this dude's head it looks like this dude's head just completely explodes yeah it's it's that it's kind of the scene he's most infamous for but um, Scanners actually is probably the least body horror of all of his <laughs> films, ironically enough. Videodrome is the other one he's probably best known for. It's a really interesting, like, cyberpunk type film. I think his work is really fascinating. And the main reason like, he kind of came on my radar is because Scanners is one of the films that Stranger Things draws from. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the the whole nosebleed thing when Eleven uses her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in Scanners, the people who get, who get scanned, so they... The scanners are people who have power similar to Eleven. It's not necessarily that they can move stuff with their mind, but you can like they can like kind of blow people's heads up. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> um, something. If if somebody starts scanning you, your nose starts bleeding. Ah. And the, and there's there is a scene towards the end of Scanners that is mirrored in uh, the first season of Stranger Things, where they're having the face off in the middle school between. Um, Dr. Brenner and his men yeah, yeah. and the Demogorgon. Right. Where they're kind of stuck in the middle of all of that. Um, that that scene is, is um, straight out of Scanners. Nice. All right. Yeah, anyway. So so we got some more stuff on yeah, our, on yeah. our list. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, I, would, I would recommend Cronenberg with a grain of salt, but I, if we were going to watch a Cronenberg film, I would probably say Scanners. Yeah, but I think I think of the ones we watched, I, I don't know if I could choose between Us and Candyman because they, they were very different movies. Yeah. But I liked them both, both a lot. Great, great films. A lot. For Absolutely. the score... I mean, I did like, I really do like the Us original, but man, that Philip Glass score is just, it's, uh, it's I could go, I could just listen to that. It's, yeah. it's that's some, that's some good music. Spoiler um, alert, Candyman and Us show up on my Halloween party playlist. Mm, mm-hmm. She's lying, it's literally just spooky, scary skeletons over oh. and over again on loop. That's Nathaniel's Wait, Halloween party Does playlist. Does that, like, song come up? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry, the, the playlist is like seven and a half hours long. We probably so you have a really party. low chance yeah. of getting to that one. And that's the only song from Us I put on there? Okay, yeah. You didn't put, but, put MWA but, on there? I did, <laughs> did not, actually. Do we know me and we know my luck? Let's be real. It's gonna happen as I'm like pouring a drink and I just like drop it. Okay. And then, and then it gets to the percussion part and I'm like. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, all right. 
We're, we got over two hours. So, so let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Sarah, Ashley, thank you for joining me. Yeah. And uh, watching these movies. Uh, Sarah, would you like to give people information so they can contact you? Or do you care? No one actually listens to this show, so no one's actually going to contact sure. you. Sure. What kind of information do you give? Twitter. Do you tweet? Oh, or Insta? Lord. I have a Twitter, but I don't know the last time I used it. Perfect. If, if, you, <laughs> if you want to um, sponsor Sarah uh, and support her. Yeah. As, uh, I work for the, a church. Please disregard the fact that I said fuck many times. <laughs> <laughs> it's edited. They won't know what you said. We're Presbyterian. <laughs> We're Presbyterian. Definitely. We get to say the occasional swear word. I'm definitely not just gonna just gonna go in and amplify. So please disregard every time I said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am sarebear.henry. So s a r b e a r henry. I feel like my Twitter is honestly probably similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd have to potentially that. <laughs> All right, while you're doing I, that, uh, <laughs> I am also Hank. I was referred to as Hank many a times. Yeah, just to be clear during this. So, <laughs> you know what? My last name's Thomas. And nobody calls me Tom. So, <laughs> I'm sorry for you. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just find it amusing. Anyway. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can tweet me at the nerdy blogger. You can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash the nerdy blogger. You can read my blog, nerdyblogging.wordpress.com. You can also follow my work on fangirlish.com where I have a weekly column, uh, called way back Wednesday, where I review one retro film a week. I'm also covering Star Trek Discovery and The Mandalorian this year, so tune oh, in for Mando's, my... Mando's that's next soon. Friday, dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Friday. A week from today, we're going to be freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you can also read my work and hear me on popcultureretrorama.com. I'm also a regular contributor to Pop Culture Retrorama uh, podcast. I am just at Holy Golem, uh, but I also have a cooking show on YouTube, uh, the, the Kitchen Chemist. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash The Kitchen Chemist. Um, we have Twitter, we have Insta, we have uh, email. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and those are all Kitchen Chemist those are YT? All, all, uh, it's like kitchen, Insta is Kitchen Chemist YT, Twitter is Kitchen Chem YT, uh, email is the real Kitchen Chemist at Gmail. Uh, but yeah, we, we just uh, got an episode going up tomorrow as of our recording of The Pringles, which is a lot of fun. It was edited by the intern, so there's at least some little... It's, it's, there's a little cutty, which I, I find... Has, has I, a, I find it amusing. Yeah, it has its own charm, which is like, what? He, what? Uh, it, <laughs> given how much salt we were intaking, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, I found my Twitter. You found your Twitter? What's what is your it? Twitter? It is at Henry Sarebear. Also, for all you young folks, you can find me on TikTok at Hank from Lank. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm sorry. TikTok, what is that? I wish I knew. Mm, you're too old. It, so is I'm Lank that's spelled L-A-N-K or L-A-N-C? L-A-N-C, because yeah. I'm from Lank, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Y'all don't need to know this much information about me. <laughs> Hank is half Amish. She's like, uh, yeah. You're half, you're half hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> but in Hank's case, Amish. Yes. <laughs> you can see me do random crazy dances and fun things like that on TikTok. All right. Hank well. from Lank. <laughs> Well, don't don't worry. Uh, He'll bounce back in no time. So uh, <laughs> until next time. Ah, we got your friend. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. I'm blaming this whole thing on you. Happy Halloween. I came nope. for you. <laughs> uh, I hate you guys. <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly... To my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Wow. From my laboratory in the castle east wow. to the master bedroom where the vampires peace. Wow. The ghouls all came from their humble abode wow. to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the match. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.